Are we right? Let's see if we are. Let's take a look. I don't know. I'll take a look. So where are you live in this? YouTube, sir. Nation of Israel, YouTube. Nice. And we're live, apparently. Yes, we are. So you can hear me okay? Yes. Can you hear me okay? <laughs> yes. Yes. So, so let's let's go in two different directions. Or no, let's choose one. Okay. Uh, Bobcat Goldthwaite was a gigantic part of the 80s. Yeah. Very underrated. Of course. <laughs> Every time I see that, it's an absolute delight. And I'm like, oh, my God, where has he been? Yeah. He's like a, like a long-lost cousin that, that you know, <laughs> that you felt like yeah. an emptiness when he wasn't there. But you yes. forgot because it's been so long. Is he Jewish? No. Hmm. No, no, not at all. Interesting. Nor does he need to be. He's Bobcat. <laughs> that's like Bobcat. that's like a, an identity all to itself. I wonder why he got that nickname. I'm just uh, curious. I don't know because he certainly doesn't sound like a Bobcat. You know? It's like a it's like a weird Bobcat, like a like a like a somebody's torturing a Bobcat. Yeah, you know, there's like a they had these like designated like you know retard roles <laughs> in the 80s. Yeah. You know? But not serious. And people get upset when you like you know call it that or when you or when you when you have that yeah. as a thing. Like in the 80s you had funniest retard and uh -huh. in the 90s you had most dramatic and uh, you know heart wrenching retard. You know yeah. like yeah. Forrest Gump or Nell or something like that, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, that Tropic Thunder yeah. was uh, lampooning that, you know, like... Yeah, don't go full retard. <laughs> don't ever go full retard. Right. You know, as a category uh, or as an award, you know, award for best retard, you know. Yeah. <laughs> don't say that. I once went out with a girl, you know, you can, you can guess. I mean, she's like, quote unquote, from or grew up, quote unquote, from. But like everything. And this is like, you're talking 2004. 15, 14. And I was just like, I, I was, I was taken aback by this whole, like, you know, policing language thing. And she's like, don't say that word. I'm like, why not? Why can't I even say it in jets? She's like, my cousin is special needs. I'm like, okay, but you know what I'm talking about when I say that, right? Yeah. Almost never is a person with special needs being referred to. When they hear yeah. the word retard. Yeah. Same thing with, with gay. That's so gay, you know? Yeah. 90% of the time, you're not talking about anybody homosexual. But why do you have to use that word then? Why does it have to have negative connotation? <laughs> why not? It's a word. can be used. Yeah. In the words of George Carlin, they're just words. It's the context that makes them good or bad. Yeah, but you know, basically, the fact that she says that Mm -hmm. Right, and it's not just being you know, and and the fact that she, this person, now represents like the ruling class. Yeah. Now the language ruling class, not the ruling class. Yeah. Now the those words have to be said before yeah. they were optional. Now they are mandatory. Yeah. Because that's the only way to fight them. Yeah. Yeah. Say them more than ever. Yeah. Right. So that mm -hmm. to make these people regret 
opening yeah. their stupid mouth. Yeah. Yeah, we, we weren't gonna like how should I put this? It's kind of like the, the same the same thing with these uh you know, people are upset about you know now Roe versus Wade, and everybody was saying, like, you guys pushed us to the edge. There were things that we were willing to like accept, but now that you guys pushed and pushed and pushed with the woke stuff, you know, we, we took away your candy. I can't imagine why you know I, mean? I hear you and I'm responding, yeah. and I can't imagine why anybody cares about their upsetness. I know that's not a word, but you know what I'm uh, saying. Be, they're being upset, yeah. Why, why is that even a concern to anyone anymore? And it shouldn't have been a concern from the beginning, but certainly for a long, long time, like, you know, most people are like, come on. I think it's a, it's a you know, like this whole like Puritanist Christian thing where people, you know, obviously they're using this uh, tactic, you know, not that, now that they don't have religion anymore, they're just using the same tactic for something else. And, and a lot of people in America are, you know, doesn't matter if they're right wing or left wing, still, they're still part of that whole kind of environment. There's still history and zeitgeist. And so You're they don't... That breeds... Yeah, uh, shame, shame. They use shame. And, and nobody wants to be shamed. Nobody wants to feel ashamed. You know, these people, the irony is that the people that are shaming have no shame. Right. But the people who are, are ashamed... You know, this is like, a, it's even the, even the Torah, you know, Hashkafa talks about this. People feel busha, you know, like the, the people who are, who are connected to Hashem, they have busha, they feel busha, they feel, you know, it's, busha is part of being an, uh, an unov, a, a modest person. Tell the folks at home what the translation of the busha, word is. Busha is, is, is like an embarrassment, shame, uh, humiliation. Shame. So, so the, see, the Torah's busha, right or the the jewish uh version of shame or mm. what it's supposed to be is shame in front of god not in front yeah. of you know karens and other yeah. people who are yeah. who are like yeah. yakking at you yeah. you know that's a different that's a whole different story yeah. i think the problem is that because people feel shame in front of people more than they do god or shame in front of people instead of god almost yeah you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you for sure. that affected by people. If you would, they, if you had shame in front of God, you wouldn't be as affected by people. They, ca you. they care more about what 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 people think than what Shem thinks. Seems like more like it really seems more like a female thing. It is. It's very it's very effeminate. I mean, with men, it's just effeminate. But yeah, it's for sure a female thing. Like, how dare you? How dare no, you? No, but no, but even well, I never. No, but feeling the shame too. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Like I don't. Yeah. Yeah, men, 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 or masculine people with masculine traits don't react. Don't try to appease someone who's who's shaming them. They don't answer. They don't. Uh, you know, in Russian we say They don't justify themselves. They, there's none of that. It's like okay, very nice. I'm glad you feel that way. Okay. Sure. <laughs> you know, I, I think I, I used to be like that, but you used to care. No, no, no. I used to react like, like the way you just described, like a man should react. Like, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. You know, I'm, that's your problem. I don't, you know, yeah. but I realized that there is a wiser way to react. Okay. 
according to me. I don't know if everybody's going to agree with this, but it's like Jackie Mason, the world according to me. <laughs> no, just this. <laughs> okay. So I kind of act stupid yeah. in the sense where I, be, I begin to act like I don't understand, like, I don't understand why you're upset and why you think I should be upset, yeah. but it bothers me that you're upset. Why don't you share your feelings with me? Yeah. yeah, it's like, tell me, tell me how you really feel. Right. You know, that, let it out. Let it out. Right. that's way better. Uh, I noticed, at least for me, <laughs> than reacting like, you, you, you know what that made me think of uh, when Dave Chappelle, you know, the black white supremacist, if you have hate in your heart, let it out. <laughs> yeah, no, no, because <laughs> think about it. Like, the, you know, like, first of all, it's like, you'll seem kind of innocent and you'll seem like, genuinely like they don't know how to react to a person that they're trying to shame not understanding they assume that everybody has the same uh understandings about issues that they do they feel that this that that it's that it's been sealed already that everybody is in agreement that of course the science is settled the science is settled yeah. That everybody, that there cannot be anybody, right? So, and certainly the people who don't conform to that, certainly they're, they're ogres. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Troglodyte, troglodyte. That's the they're word I, I, I was called. They're, they're deplorables. They cannot, uh, you know, they, they can't wait to put black people back in chains. Yeah. And they can't put, they can't wait to chain women back to uh, cotton gins. Yeah. <laughs> Flip. The cotton gin. You know, there's like stuff that they come up with that attri- they attribute to, you know, people or to us that I didn't even think of. Like, I didn't even think of like, I, I wouldn't even, I-, I-, I sit there sometimes and I'm like, where do you, where do you get this from? Where, I want to tell them, I'm like, I didn't even, I don't even know what you're talking about. They like attribute things to me that I don't even know what they're saying. I, I don't even know where they're getting this from. I didn't even, I don't even know. I didn't even know I was supposed to be involved in that activity or, or behavior it's, or yeah. Or it's like there's a discussion mindset that occurred. Yeah, that you weren't present that, for. I, that I wasn't present for. Yeah, <laughs> nobody asked me. But yet they feel like you should have been caught up. Yeah, like, like you didn't catch up with yeah. the latest episode. Like uh, you know, yeah. I mean, like no, no, what happened? I have no idea what this is. Yeah, Where dude, I like I, I remember when I came back to America and there was all this new terminology that I was just like. What? I literally felt like I, you know, like 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 cry. I was cryogenically frozen. I felt like I was, you know, demolition man, you know, uh, Stallone. There's like murder, death, kill, and seashells, and 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 you know, you can't curse. You get a fine for cursing. All that kind of stuff. Obviously, it's not, you know, as I'm describing. But there's all these new things, and I'm just like, when did this happen? You know, I, I like the point of that movie because. Mm-hmm. The actual society, right? Mm-hmm. That he, that the guy, you know, the leader of that society, the, yeah, Cocteau, yeah. and he developed the cloud, the Klaus Schwab of, uh... yeah. It seemed like generally okay. I mean, there was definitely yeah. An, yeah. an unhappy, you know, Dennis Leary. Yeah, right? not just him. There's like a whole contingent of people yeah, living underground. Couple. Yeah, there's there's a couple, but it seemed like the majority were doing okay, right? Yeah, in this yeah. fictional science fiction. You know yeah. scenario okay yeah. yeah but then and you know but obviously everything is woke right yeah yeah so it's a woke paradise but yeah. it goes to show you that 
the wokeness never ends. No, it doesn't. It's insatiable. The guy yeah. Yeah. who created that society and it seemed to be successful at that point. Yeah. He, he wanted to destroy it and rebuild again. You could just keep building the Tower of Babel over yeah. and over and, that, and then it collapses and you rebuild it again. And it collapses, you know, just like the cycle of collapsing and rebuilding. And that, I, I think that, you know, it's an interesting, I don't know if that was an accident. I think it might've been an accident, but it, it seriously revealed a, a very important principle about these people that they're never going to be satisfied sure. um, and they're going to continually crack or, you know, like a sacrifice, uh, you know, you can't, you can't make an omelet without cracking a few eggs, right? Yeah, for sure. What, what's exactly, I'm trying to remember exactly. Yeah, you can't, you can't make it, you can't, uh, yeah, you can't make omelet without, crack, without cracking a few eggs. That's, that's, who exactly what it's... that's who you're dealing with. And yeah. if that's who you accept as your leader, then, then you're subject to their whims. Yeah. Okay. But I feel like, I feel like we, we changed gears. Like, I want to go back to Bobcat. Yeah, Bob, I want to hear about, yeah. I don't know exactly what to say about Bobcat. I just feel like mm-hmm. hanging out with him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I know he's still with us. Well, here's the question. Did he, did he take the, you know what? That's first of all. Did he take what? Because we know a lot of our favorite stars from the 80s and 90s oh, no, no, took I'm, this stuff. No, no. I, I don't even like, you know, when I'm thinking about Bobcat, I'm not yeah. thinking about current Bobcat. Oh. I'm thinking about the Bobcat. The 80s Bobcat. Yeah. yeah, because he's 60 years old today. And uh, he is... Do you know who he's, else... He's, he's not Jewish. But anyway, go on. Do you know who else is almost 60? And it's just absolutely shocking. Who? Uh, oh, Stamos. No, Stamos is over 60. John Stamos, I'll tell you how old he is. He is... He's not. He is... Oh, yeah, he, he's 58. Okay, yeah. So he, And I, his I, wife... I, and his wife is 36. And... On, on fire. Aunt, a stack of smoke. Aunt Becky is 35? I don't think so. I no, think. his wife, his real wife. Aunt Becky. You told me he's not married to Aunt Becky? No, he did not marry Aunt Becky. He married a 30... Now she's 36. Uh, Aunt Becky is... Half, half Asian smokestack. Yeah, 22 so, years younger than him. Right. So here's who, who's almost 60. Sandra Bullock. Yes, and she looks good She's, for that. She looks amazing. Yeah, you know who else looks uh, for her? Uh, what's her face? Uh, uh, no, the other one. The one in Pretty Woman. Roberts. Julia Roberts. Yeah. I haven't seen her in a long time, but she's collecting yeah. Social Security. Yes. <laughs> That's a lot of Social Security, man. She's like tapping into like half that, uh, you know, the pool of money. Yeah. Wow. She's young. So... Bullock is 57 and Roberts is 54. Roberts 54? Gosh. Yeah, man. She was very, very young in in uh in that in uh, pretty, pretty woman. woman. I think she was like she was like 19. Oh man, but she 20. was even, she was even younger in Mystic Pizza. And, and in Miami Vice, she was probably you know, she was she was in Miami Vice. I never I I don't I, that's shocking to me. I feel she like made, I've seen almost every episode of Miami Vice. I don't remember her. She, there's all these stars that made appearance, you know, like uh, what's his face? Bruce Willis no, I, made appearances. No, I appearance. remember the stars. I remember Miles yeah. Davis. I remember Frank Zappa. I remember yeah. uh, you know, Phil Collins was there a lot, actually. Phil Collins, yeah. He was, he was yeah. He's By like, the way, Kira Sedgwick was in that same episode. That's why they wrote Kira Sedgwick. Yeah, but it was, was an she, episode with him. Was Kira Sedgwick did she have like a, a, a music career before she got into like I don't know. I don't know. She was just in an episode with him. 
She played like some blonde chick. I mean, she is blonde chick, but she played some like chick, random chick. The weird. Yeah, yeah. Phil Collins was there a good amount of time. Um, what's it called? What was I gonna say? Yeah. So, so Julia Roberts was uh, there. Bruce Willis was there. But Bobcat wasn't there. Bobcat was in Miami Vice. No. But he was in Police Academy. That's where I first saw him. Yeah, Police Academy. And you know what's awesome? They had the Police Academy cartoon, after school cartoon, and they had him. They had the character, and I think he even did the voice. Yeah, he was on, he, he was on the motorcycle. Fantastic. The irony is that he like his real character... Like in the movie, it's probably a person who was like on drugs or something. No, no. But he, in the cartoon, they couldn't make it like a person on drugs. No, no. He started out as the gang leader. Yeah. I think in in, in Police Academy two. I think. Okay. Okay. No, he was in one. He was in the first. He was in the first one. Okay, so it's either he played, one. He played the gang leader and undercover. Yeah, he was. One. He was introduced. No, he was introduced to the Police Academy like series as the gang leader, the one the the one who was causing all the havoc in the city. And then after being taken down, mm-hmm. he, you know, decided to, to clean up his life. Oh, yes, 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 yes. You're right. And he went, and he went right. to the academy. Yeah, he was in two. Yes, you're right. Zed. Yeah. Yeah. But for some reason, he was he was in the, well, I guess, no, because that came out in 85. So I guess the cartoon came out in 80, whatever, 88, 89. Well, the cartoon came out much later. Yeah, it was, yeah. After, it was after the franchise just like, yeah. you know, fizzled became, out. Became popular. No, like, I mean, yeah. You know, without Mahoney. When, when, when Steve Gutenberg yeah. went elsewhere... That was the end of. But the cartoon had Mahoney. You know, I didn't watch the cartoon that much. I watched the cartoon. Cartoon was pretty cool. I liked it. No, that, that was I was I was meaning to get to it. That looked like one of the yeah. ones that I wanted to, you know. Yeah. Bobcat. Yeah. I was just what, watching. What, uh, what made you think of him? Like where? No, because because first of all, this all started with uh, with you know with one of our friends, Alex, who uh, mm-hmm. you know he, he posted that thing on Facebook. About the you know the eighties memes, like with Buffalo, with Buffalo Wait. Bill. Wait, right? stuff. St- was it posted something? No, no, no. Ale- Alexander, Alexander. What he's? Oh, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So James, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Right. So, so he, so the first thing that I saw that he posted, there was like a, a Price is Right, you know, like fo- a photo of like a Price is Right, and then and then it yeah. had that kid, the paper boy, yeah. from Better Off Dead. You know, two dollars, two dollars. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Right? <clears throat> so I'm like. <laughs> my wife is like let's watch something so i'm looking through like amazon i everything is literally sickening to me yeah. you know gay dumbledore, gay dumbledore and i don't want to invest the time <laughs> in uh you know in a doctor strange multiverse i'm sure it's woke as hell and yeah. all that stuff. by the way you wanted to mention this whole gay dumbledore thing i don't know what you were uh, talking we'll, about we'll get back to that another time it's, uh. it's not much to say i think it speaks for itself really gay dumbledore god mm-hmm. why no one wants Anyway, so, uh, so so basically, so basically, uh, so we were watching Better Off Dead, and mm-hmm. then the sequel, not the official one, but essentially like the repeat of that, is uh, One Crazy Summer. Mm-hmm. Do you remember with Demi Moore? Yes. You yes, know, yes, uh, yes. In uh, Nantucket. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. A like just just. A gem of a movie. It really is. It's yeah. abs. It's as absurdist as it's not as absurdist actually as yeah. Better Off Dead. Better Off Dead. There's not like a, there's not the slightest serious moment in the whole 
movie at all. Like there's yeah. nothing that yeah. can be taken seriously, you know, at all. But, you know, in one crazy summer, there might be a couple of moments like maybe here and there. I don't know. But yeah. um, Bobcat was in that movie. Mm-hmm. You know? And he played one of the, he played, the, you know, they had the Stork twins. Egg Stork. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. And, and by the way, the other guy who played his brother, right? Mm-hmm. They were twins or something like that. Mm-hmm. Was, was another 80s retard. Who? His bro- I, I forgot the name of the actor. But he... Oh, was, this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking at the pictures. Um, yeah. So, so I know him best from Heartbreak. Uh, no, no. Uh, There's a movie with uh, Clint Eastwood. Heartbreak. Heartbreak Ridge. Yeah, hold on. Uh, Clay Stork, Tom Villard. Oh, dude, he passed away in 1994, this guy, this actor. He did? Yeah, he was 40 years old. Tom Villard. 40? Yeah, dude. Passed away. He, yeah, he was in, he was in, um, yeah, he was in Chips in, the, in, in 1980. Uh, Grease 2. I don't even know they came out with Grease 2. He was in Taxi for like one episode. Um, Heartbreak Ridge. That, that's where I first saw him. Yeah, Heartbreak Ridge. This is like, I don't know. Uh, yeah, like, oh, the movie. Okay. Golden right. Girls, he played in uh, one episode. Who's the boss? Right. Ha- so every, hun- every, yeah. Everything I've ever seen him, I've seen him in three things that I remember. Mm-hmm. So Heartbreak Ridge, I saw, I see him in, um, in this movie, uh, One Crazy Summer. Mm-hmm. And, and then he, he actually played, remember Tank Girl? Tank Girl came out in the early 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played one of, the, one of those like kangaroo creatures. Lori, Lori Petty, that girl. Yeah. yeah. Right. It's actually an interesting, it's kind of like a, it's, it's, it's pretty, it's a good movie, I think, sci-fi. It's, it's an interesting yeah. movie, kind of like sci-fi. It yeah, doesn't yeah. take itself too seriously. It's like a yeah. comic book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But there is this one cool scene, which I always wanted to, to try this, where basically the world that they live in doesn't have any water. It's one of those scenarios. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so water is the most expensive mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So people take showers. So she was taking a sand shower. Yeah. And it kind of looked like it kind of look like it works like i was always wanted to test that to see like how well that works like really dry fine grain sand you know i just wonder mm. i don't see why it wouldn't work interesting i mean they sandblast tanks you mm. know when they yeah. paint them and they yeah. it does a pretty good job so Dude, you know what what other movie that guy was in uh in the army now with uh, what's his name really with, with uh, Pauly Shore, Pauly Shore. Oh, speaking of water, they also, you know, they, they desalinated water in that movie. Yeah. Remember, they were like in the fictional, I think they went to Chad. Actually, no, it was a real country. And, uh, and there was like some fictional war or something, invasion of Chad. Yeah, Libya has been planning invasion of Chad. These guys were called up for service and they had to like desalinate water and stuff like that. He's from Hawaii, Tom Villard. That's the way, four years old, man. 1994, there you go. God, man, it sucks. Why did he? On November 14th, 1994, five days shy of his 41st birthday. Man, it's our age. Shit, yeah. he, he had AIDS. Oh, did he? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. not surprising. A tribute to him, a nonprofit organization was created. Yeah. Thank, thanks, Dr. Felchi. Thanks a lot. Listen, I mean, the, like the roles that he took, like that I've seen him in, made me wonder whether or not he was like actually mentally handicapped. Because he always played like kind of simple actors, so so he won like full retard. That's what you're saying. I, 
I think, well, not full retard, but, yeah. but you know, the same level retard in most yeah. full, full, what we call learning disability. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely special ed. No yeah. question. Full, full special ed. Isn't it? Full special ed, but not full retard. You know, like he's like toward the end of his life, Villard became one of the few actors in Hollywood in the early nineties who chose to be open about his homosexuality. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, Lord made an unprecedented appearance. I'm going to call this episode full retard and post a picture of uh, what's his name? Tom, uh, J- uh, ben Stiller from that movie. <laughs> simple Jack. Yeah, Simple Jack. And see what people say. Dude, that, that, was Tom that was Tom Cruise's best role. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I think of his body of work. Oh, when he's like the negotiator. He's like, I did not negotiate when with he's the... a less Les Grossman. Uh, that actor? Yeah, yeah. That's the best role that he's ever played. The like, agent, yeah. Yeah, I prefer that even like much better than Risky yeah. Business. And I actually, I, I was a fan of the movie. Yeah. But, but, and everything else, all that action movie crap is just cheesy, right? Yeah. Everything's like, I, I can't think of like a cool role that he was in. You know, like yeah. even Vanilla Sky is just like a whiny, shallow yeah. character. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Les Grossman was where he i think really shined his talent i think it's awesome when they get you know they'll take like these kind of guys who play normally serious roles and they just put them in this like absurd comic comedic role no but and it's and it's the best like you, you realize that uh actors who normally do uh drama are very very funny people they have the capacity for comedy like nobody's business i don't i mean i i know that there are examples of that i don't know if that's yeah. like i mean like for sure tom cruise you see that well i mean that that's the one role so yeah. basically i think i think that he's like you know what he's looking at you know he's reflecting upon his like work his body work he's like look i'm very successful i made a lot of money obviously yeah. I have a lot of money yeah but i never got to show my acting chops yep you know range. I mean? so I'm, gonna, range. I'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna, I'm gonna mo- by the way you know that most people don't know that that's tom cruise yeah no Right, they I, I recognize Tom Cruise right away. I, I was like, "That's Tom Cruise." Right, no, of course. Like, hilarious. I'm like, "Is the that Tom Cruise?" Oh, it's Tom Cruise. Dude, he has the most like the, the vo- I can tell his voice from a million miles away. Like, yeah, he has, yeah. He has like a kind of like a weird, like never fully developed adult. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of like a boyish. Yeah. You know, high pitched. He's gonna be a boy forever, that guy. Kind of, yeah. He's like a Peter Pan kind of guy, you know. But mm-hmm. so, but no, but that man, absolute. He's like, yeah. it's so, you know, and this is going to lead me back to Bobcat, but Les Grossman, he had that, like, that rage. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's like, I will rain ungodly hellfire. Yeah. God. I yeah. will if you. Can you play that? I'm going to play it. Actually, you, 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 it's better yeah. if, you, better if yeah. you play it because I noticed, yeah. I don't know, since you sent me the link, yeah. the audio is going to sound better from your system. Yeah, hold on. Bless. Negotiations. It's a whole like ten minute. Uh, no, no, I mean they have. Hold on. Yeah, yeah, negotiate here, here, here. Yeah, this thing. Hold on, the ad's gonna end. And... Oh, yeah. these ads! I can't. Television yeah. with these ads. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. folks at home. We're not gonna pay YouTube. Can you hear? It's very quiet. Hold on. It's pretty quiet. Hold on. Here. There you go. I know about two seconds to get the 
I don't think you got it. I don't think that's the one. Hold on. Les Grossman phone call. Hold on. Hold on. I got it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let's see if you hear this. Okay. Ready? Yeah. That's a commercial, but can you hear it? I hear it. It's a little choppy, but yeah. Hang on. I turn the microphone towards the computer. Maybe that'll hang on a sec. What do you need, Peck? Yeah, I hear it. You need less glasses? Yeah, I hear it. Okay, good. So you can read the Tropic Thunder contract that guarantees my client, Tug Speedman, some form of digital video recorder on location? Huh? This is only three minutes. I think we should just hear the whole thing. Yeah. Look, Buckstick, I'm incredibly busy, so why don't you get the hell out of here before I step? <laughs> jam it no, not you, Willis. But I will rip your tits off if you don't get me back. Hey, Tugger, now that's it's, it's still very quiet. Standing here with Les Grossman. Can you hear it? He's dying to tell you why he's apparently wiped his ass with the Pebo clause from your contract. We are flaming platform. Speedman is with us now. Simple Jack belong to us now. I can't believe I saw Oh, he does, does he? Hey, let me tell you something, shitbird. How's can you hear any of this? Yeah, it's it's just very quiet. Quiet. Okay, I'll just play it. Is it okay if I play it? Um okay. let's, let's 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 give it a shot. So so okay, so the video that I'm looking at. It's called Tropic Thunder Negotiating yeah, yeah. Negotiating with Kidnapper Service. Okay, so, I, so I just stopped at one minute and nine seconds. Do you hear it? Uh, pretty low. Damn it. This is flaming black one. Yeah. First, take a big step back and literally fuck your own face. <laughs> And the said bullshit power play you're trying to pull here, but Asian chat is my territory. So whatever you think, you better think again. Otherwise, I'm going to have to head down there and I will rain down on a godly fucking firestorm upon you. You're going to have to call the fucking United Nations and get a fucking binding resolution to keep me from fucking destroying you. I am talking scorched earth, motherfucker. I will massacre you. I will fuck you up. <laughs> okay, we can stop there. That's the that that's that level of rage that I can relate to somehow, um, yeah. and I think I got it from Bobcat. <laughs> you know I mean? He's like, Rah! you know, just no, because even in the movie, even in like Police Academy, he's just kind of like a messed up, like sensitive, misunderstood guy. You know, like, like he's just emotionally troubled. You know, yeah. But he's very deep, you know. He's like, he, yeah. he has these like revealing like moments, you know. But then he has this like uh, this primal rage that just comes out, and he can't. It's you know, it's it, the way it flows out. He he can't even control his speech. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. Something about that had a had a deep impact on me, you know. You know. By the yeah. way, people 
people think he actually speaks normally <laughs> in real life. Yeah. You know, you know what? Can you he does, find, yeah. Yeah. Could, could you, let's, let's find a clip of Bobcat just speaking normally, you know, like what he actually sounds like. It's like, it's like hearing yeah, Gilbert. Yeah, like yeah, hearing, yeah. Yeah, Gilbert got. <laughs> yeah. Plus memory, by the way. And then, and then he sounds like, you know, some Frenchman named Jacques, you know, when he's speaking normally, like yeah. the silkiest voice ever. Yeah, I'm going to play a clip from like Rogan when he's on Rogan or something like that. He's like, do it slow. Right do it slowly. Uh, yeah, he's talking about Ron Williams here. Uh, I don't know who Ron Williams is. doesn't matter. Well, stupid ads. Yeah, the ads, man. Can you hear it? Yeah. Robin Williams rolls at movies, and they call that one of his best unsung roles. It was not a great. Yeah, people didn't see it, but, but it was, but it, it, you know, it was, you know, he was my best friend. So when we went to work, I was, oh, I remember being, know. I was, remember being very nervous, like I, like thinking. Okay, so that's Bobcat speaking normally, but I think yeah. the other guy was Larry King, right? Yeah, it's Larry King. Yeah. Yeah, mm. he speaks normally, folks. Bobcat, we, we showed you behind the curtain. We, <laughs> we pushed back the veil. The, the, re, the retard voice behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, yeah, so... I feel like these, these people who play these retards are some, some of the most intelligent people ever. Yeah, I mean, you know? I, I suppose you, you'd have to. Like even that guy, like Tom Villard, right? Yeah. Just yeah. Like, he it looked like he was like a theater. Yeah. He was trained. In, it said he, he was. Had, yeah. Oh my God! It says that it says that. For, hold on. He attended Allegheny College in Meadville, Pennsylvania, before yeah. moving to New York yeah. to attend Lee Strasberg Theater and Film Institute, yeah. the American Musical uh -huh. and Dramatic Academy. Yep. In the seventies. So he was an academic actor. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's amazing to me. So. Yeah, he just had that face, you know, you like kind of, you could turn him into like whatever you wanted, in this yeah. case, a retard. Yeah, and in the movie, like I still like, I, you know, when you haven't seen a movie for a long time, they used to watch a lot because it was on cable all the time and you liked it when you were like mm -hmm. a little kid. Yeah. This is one moment in the movie where, you know, the bad guy, like the jerk, the villain in the movie, yeah. punched his brother. He, he punched Tom Villard's character, Yeah. right? And, the, and they had a gas station and an auto repair shop, right? Uh -huh. yeah. Stork Brothers. And, yeah. uh, so the bad guy brought in his like Ferrari for service. And when, when he get, you know, when he get, he just for some reason punched one of the brothers, right? And then, yeah. he, and then he, you know, that brother with the, who got punched, he drove the car into the, into the shop. And then he's like, he has his head down and yeah. he, you know, he's obviously upset. And yeah. then Bob, Bobcat's like, what happened? What yeah. happened? And, and then you see him, he has a bloody nose. He goes, did, did you know, did Chad do this? I forgot, this, you know, the guy's name's Chad, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. It's not Chad, it's just, let's just say his name's Chad. Yeah. He's like, did Chad do this? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it. And he like walks away, right? Yeah. So then, so he, you could see like, like, like almost Gary Oldman style, right? Yeah. Like the, the, that anger like flare yeah, up. Yeah, like, yeah. Everyone! And he takes a chainsaw <laughs> right to the oh, car. God. Dear Lord. <laughs> right? And I was like, to me, that was a powerful scene. You know, like, because I was like, yeah, you know, when you're a kid, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I would do. Yeah. God, that movie was hilarious. Like, that, there would be no movie without Bobcat. Like, 
It's true. Just no, I'm looking at the, I'm looking at this picture. It's like they're standing. He's wearing the the Villar guy's wearing uh, stupid. Like I'm stupid. Yeah, the, but the other guys. The I'm, I'm I'm with stupid. Yes, this is the wrong side. <laughs> There's actually a really kind of funny. Like this only is funny. Like the gag itself is corny, but because Bobcat was involved, like earlier in the movie. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I guess they're filming a movie there, some cheesy movie. Yeah. There was a like a film set, and then I don't know. He was being paid to like watch it, and then there was a Godzilla costume. Yeah. In the in the you know in the uh, the wardrobe truck, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, you know, he wasn't supposed to touch anything, but he's like, you know. So he, he, he puts on the, the uh, Godzilla suit, yeah. right? And he's messing around, but he had to be somewhere at nine o'clock. It was really important, right? Yeah. So he couldn't get out of the suit, <laughs> right? Yeah. So if you can imagine like Bobcat screaming, he's like, Aah! and he's like, he's like, shit, he can't get the suit off. Yeah, you know? yeah. like, but he sounds like Godzilla, yeah. right? Like having yeah. a meltdown. Yeah. It's, just, it's just Bobcat stuck in the suit. Yeah. And then, so he, so basically he runs, in the suit to the place where he has to be at nine o'clock, right? Because uh, John Cusack's character, horribly named Hoops, Hoops, yeah. right? He's got he's out with the bad guy's girlfriend, cute girl by the way. Let's talk yeah. about her too. Yeah. And um, so so he was supposed to watch to see if the boyfriend, you know, leaves the party that he's at, so that yeah. way he he can run and warn John Cusack's character to get out of yeah. there before. Yeah. Hey, whatever that, that was the, that was the plot okay so he <laughs> so so bobcat runs to this party where the where the villain boyfriend is at yeah. to watch him and then he sees him leaving and so he's hiding in the bushes you know because he's wearing this like costume yeah. this godzilla costume yeah and then william hickey you know this actor william hickey uh, he's a classic he's he's like he's like one of those guys he's like in every movie you know what I mean? uh william, just just yeah just like whatever yeah I think are, you sure it's William, are you sure it's William Hickey? I'm sure it's William Hickey. This is in this is still in, in Crazy Summer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played the father of the villain. Okay. He was like the, he was like in a wheelchair, the old man in a wheelchair. Okay. So, so he was also at the party and he's like smoking a cigar and he like tosses a cigar and it and it's accidentally. Oh, this know, guy, old man. Yeah, yeah. He played he played the he played the father-in-law of uh he played in like the movie with the Billy Crystal where he's like repeating things. Tell yeah, no, you, you asked for it, you got it. Tell yeah, you yeah. That, that, oh, this actor. Yeah, no, that Good guy, actor. he's also very unique. No one likes yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, so basically, he threw a cigar and he threw, he thought he was throwing it in the bushes, yeah. but it flew into Godzilla's mouth. Yeah. Right? So now he can't, and, and he can't get it out because he he's stuck in the costume, right? So now uh, there's smoke coming out, yeah. you know, of Godzilla's mouth. Looks like he's breathing fire. So he's freaking out and he jumps yeah. out of the bushes because he's getting burnt by the cigar. Yeah. And, and, and then and the party was uh, some kind of like promotional party for like a condominium complex that the bad guy wants to build on, on Demi Moore's land. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 80s plot. Okay. So then, so he, so then the Godzilla. There's always know, real estate people involved. Notice, notice. Yeah. yeah Goonies, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so basically, so then he's, he's like trampling the model. You know, with mm-hmm. all the houses as in, in the Godzilla costume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that it's it's very corny. Like you can hear how corny it is by the description, mm-hmm. but because it's Bobcat, it is hilarious. It's one of the mm-hmm. funniest things that you're bound to see. Yeah. 
So here's my question, man. Here's my question. In all these wonderful 80s movies is a man by the name of John Cusack. Oh, my God. What the hell the worst. happened to him? No, 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 no. You're, asking, was always, you're saying he was always like this. You can tell straight from the get-go, straight, uh-huh. from, straight from the movie um, uh, Better Off Dead, that he, was a, that he was a whiny, like, just defeatist, <laughs> child-hating liberal. Okay, so why did they keep By the way, casting him you know, in, these you notice, in these fantastic movies? Did you notice that, I just want, before I get to that, did mm-hmm. you notice that in both uh, Better Off Dead mm-hmm. and in One Crazy Summer, mm-hmm. they, they portrayed children as these like scary zombies that everybody has to get away from? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a little bit less serious in, mm-hmm. in the second one, but yeah. uh, crazy, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's funny, mm-hmm. but like that theme That's, repeated. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, yeah, it's almost like a now, conditioning, I, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I might be reading too much into it. Yeah. You know, it could have been just really just a comic device. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean. It's just so, I don't yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him in like high fidelity. It was always it's like like whiny. Everything high, is high, high fidelity, and then uh, what's the other movie? He's whiny. In? See, see, the thing is, whiny and overcomplicated gets mm. confused with deep. Yeah, yeah. And it's not. It's okay. a deep so, and intelligent, super yeah. intellectual. You know, like 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 he's troubled. He's tortured. He's you know, and he just. He's he and John Cusack was one of the biggest political operatives in Hollywood. Like he, yeah. <clears throat> like, like he yeah, wasn't he's even in, hiding. He's in that series where he plays like that scientist, whatever. You know, you know the whole thing, right? He and where he talks about like a pandemic, pandemic. You know what I'm talking about? I don't. I don't think. Here, I here I'm gonna play you the scene. This is this is crazy, man. Here, I, I don't know if they have it on here. Here you go, John Cusack pandemic movie. It's called Utopia: The Plan. And it was actually an Amazon movie, and I think they even took it down. Hold on, let me let me see. Yeah, it, it, it's a 2020. It's it's a series that came out in 2020. He called he called plays Dr. Kevin Christie. So basically, it's like a group of young adults who meet online, get a hold of a cult underground graphic novel, which not only pins them as a target of a shadowy deep state organization, but also burdens them with the dangerous task of saving the world. So basically, he played here. Listen to this. Disrespected science. This is him. Cusack. What the hell did you put in that vaccine? Crazy, right? Oh, no, that's not They're asking him. I'll be the scapegoat. Created a flu that sparked demand for a vaccine that doesn't work. After everyone in the country is vaccinated, and the world has murdered millions. Nope, nope. Can't believe that. Now, before that vaccine ships and more people die. Give a certain percentage of the population a fatal illness, and you make sure it's genetic. What is this? How recent is this? This is in 2020. This is from an Amazon series. Keep listening. Changing, not world ending, world 
changing, world improving omnivirus. And we have taken that virus and embedded in the vaccine that starts. That's literally what they're doing. Uh huh. Keep listening. Keep listening. Created panic. Now everybody's begging for the vaccine. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. Demanding it with all the entitlement of a first world country. Yes. And now we have exactly what we want. Hundreds of millions of Americans lining up, offering us their arms, and letting us give them our creation. I'm pretty sure when every vaccinated person starts dying, they'll trace back to undetectable virus. Mm. You've all been very busy. You're all very sharp. So he's playing, he's admittedly playing a bad guy in this movie. Yes. In this keep, keep listening, keep listening. I mean, no. Better than dying terrible violent death. Then understand this. What we are doing is far bigger than death. This virus is not deadly. It looks pretty too deadly. Tell me this. What have you done today to earn your place in this crowded world? Uh huh. Exactly. Everything I do is a cure for our situation. Mm -hmm. And how's it a cure? You're killing people. I told you it does not kill. That was the amazing epiphany we had. We didn't have to kill to accomplish our goal. Which is what? We intend to stop human reproduction mm -hmm. for three generations. Mm -hmm. ourselves from ourselves. Halting overpopulation. A hundred years ago, the global population was 1.7 billion. 2011, it reached 7 billion. People live too long, die less often. Fuck. Now, babies like 2050, they say it's going to plateau. <clears throat> we'll blow past 11 billion and then slowly begin to. Video with the video please. And then it'll be too late to see. What? Is this it? I think I had a pop up. Sorry. Oh. Just for a second. Here's any resemblance to a world we actually want to live in. It doesn't matter. I love this planet. So I decided to take care of the problem. By injecting your virus into the veins of every human on it? Global warming, mass extinctions, food water shortages. All these problems can be boiled down to one thing. Overpopulation. It's not as simple as that. But it is. At 1.7 billion, we can be as... Decadent, self-indulgent city as we want. At 10 billion, we have to live strategically. We have to live modestly. We have to live selflessly. And as you know, we're not that good at it. And you're beta testing it on Americans since we're the worst. If we don't do something mm -hmm. now, right now, 
In a decade, our world will experience extraordinary privations. The war of all against all. Water. We'll go to war over water, and the people who will die first are the ones without power and money. But then we'll be fighting over a world that really isn't worth fighting for. You can't just decide people won't have babies because... Ken and I did. What about what this does to To people, society, salvation, society. Nice, right? All right, dude. Enough. We get it. Oh, God. You got me so down. No, no, no. It's not down. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. I guess you have to play that whole thing to let people know. Speaking of Cusack, right? They're literally, yeah. It's like we weren't, but, you know, Cusack was just on a side note, but it just goes to show you who Cusack. I believe that. I think he wants us to think that because he made this movie, right, that he's not part of it. Yeah. But I think he actually believes this. That he's like warnings or whatever. Yeah. This is how these people, you know, like you said, you know, they, they're, they're making it so that like. Uh, they, if it's uh, a movie, then it can't be real. Yeah. No. So then they make people like us look crazy. Oh, it's just a conspiracy theory from a movie. And just to lighten the mood, here is Bobcat screaming. What the hell? I can't hear. I can't hear a damn thing. You can't hear that. I cannot hear a damn thing. Okay, damn it, dude. How about how about this? Just let's let's see if you can hear it from your side. Bobcat Goldthwait just screaming. Oh my. There's a series of it. There's a whole series. One second. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. The hell? I can't hear it at all either. Why? I can hear the stupid music in the beginning, but why can't I hear the screaming? That's crazy. Can you hear, can you hear the hymns? There it goes. I just heard it. <laughs> the hair. It's the hair. Everything. The face. Yeah. He's so committed. I want to put him on from Police Academy. He's so committed. Yeah. I want to put him on Police Academy clips. Yeah. Bleeding those ads. I can't can't take this anymore. Oh, my God. I'm going to. I feel like that guy from Office Space. One of these days, I break this machine. Okay, here we go. <laughs> oh my god, spraying himself yeah, yeah, yeah. in his mouth. <laughs> yo, yo, turn it off, turn it off for a second. Yo, can you turn on? Can you turn on Police Academy, the best of Zed and Sweet Chuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hold on, there you go. Part one. Okay. <laughs> this guy was on SNL, by the way, the Sweet Chuck guy. Yeah, you told me. I was shocked by that. Hilarious. They were partners. I 
think it's gonna be a while till they get to till we get to Bobcat. Yeah. Oh, oh, he's on a butt. He's on a moped here. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that face. Yeah. He's scaring the crap out of him. Yeah. You know what? I'm gonna okay. I want to see if, if they have the actual scene from One Crazy Summer. Yeah. Hold on, like you know where he goes, where he goes insane and starts chopping up the the Ferrari. Hold on. But here, I want to I want to play a couple more things when they're together. Oh, One Crazy Summer. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I want to play the two, when they're trying to enter the room. The, the Do I go door. To in the door. <laughs> <laughs> Just look up. All right, you know I'm not gonna. We're not gonna drive the folks. I know I'm too crazy. Just a couple of more, okay? Okay. So, so Bob, uh, look up Bobcat Goldthwait, One Crazy Summer Godzilla. Yeah, we'll I can't find the one I was looking for originally. So. Yeah, there you go. The one minute fifty two seconds thing. Yeah. <laughs> Growing up, my family. Oh my god, that's again. I, I recommend everybody look this up if you're listening to this. Look, just look up the scene. It's. <laughs> Is it on? Are you playing it? I'm just waiting for the ad to finish. The ad, damn. He's amazing. Are you oh kidding me? He's a gem. He's a true gem. <laughs> oh my God, this old guy. <laughs> Is he at the party? He's at the party. I can't even hear it. I'm just, I, I like that you're laughing. Pee my pants. Right? If that was anybody, nobody could pull that off except for, except for Bobcat. Oh my God. It's such a stupid idea. It's so cheesy. But only Bobcat could pull that off. He's like, dude, that guy, 
You know, he was he it was he was like best friends with Robin Williams, right? Like, Dude, I've never seen that before. I've never seen that. <laughs> what happened? What are you seeing now? What are you seeing? Now? Just about the cracking up from the whole thing. No, no. I, I, is the smoke coming out of him yet? No, yeah, it was. It just whatever the scene ended. Man, oh God, holy crap! Right? <laughs> I'm like, you know, I totally forgot about that scene. Like the whole movie is worth it just for that. And then yes. you know, and then also when he goes crazy and he chops up the uh, the Ferrari. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure. Like I've only seen that kind of level of primal rage, like twice in movies. It, the Ferrari <laughs> scene in this movie and. Yeah. Gary Oldman in the the professional, you know, everyone, you know, like, dude. By the way, this chick from Naked and Afraid, Melanie Rauscher, found dead at the age of thirty-five in guest room of a house in Arizona. I never, I mean, I've never, I don't know what that is, but it's sad that a young person died. Yes, yeah, keeps happening. Oh, mysterious circumstances, mysterious circumstances, mysterious circumstances. Probably a beautiful girl. Yeah. No, it's okay. By the way, another rarity in this movie is the girl, not not well. The, the main girl in the movie is the me, the me more, who who's very pretty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the the bad guy's girlfriend, I forgot what her name is, but she's like an actress that I only saw like in two different places, and I think I don't know why, but she's like I thought she was very very cute, very unique look. Yeah. She's only in two movies that I know of that I've seen. Wait, who, who's, this, who's this again? The girl, the guy, the, the, the girl who played the bad guy's girlfriend. Okay. I forgot, I don't I forgot what her name. Oh, Cookie. Cookie in the movie. Her name's Cookie. Uh, Cookie. He, uh, Kimberly Foster. I guess that's her name. Oh, this girl. Yeah. She played like she's kind of like a poor man's uh what? Poor man. No, no, there, there's a there's what's her name? Uh, uh, the model who was in Perfect Ten. Uh, the hell in face. Ooh. Are you talking about what's? Oh man, I know what you're talking about. Uh, she has like a weird name. Yeah, like Bo, Bo, name. Bo Derek. So this girl is like. Oh a, right, right. She looks like a poor man's Bo, Bo Derek kind of. She looks to me. She looks nothing like Bo Derek. She actually has like similar. I don't know what it is. I think she she has like this look on her face that she knows exactly. Like she's not pretending. She's not a shrinking yeah. violet. Like she knows exactly. She's up to no good. Yeah. And she's not. She's very very happy about it. That's yeah. very. That's pretty rare on yeah. a on a female. Like I've I don't think I've ever seen that with anybody else. Yeah. Like that looks like it comes a little too naturally to her. Yeah. You know I think Sharon Stone tried to be like that. Yeah. Like she tried to act to be, but this girl like somehow just did it, but in a comic way. So I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Strange movie. And the bad guy, there's two bad guys. There's the bad guy and the bad guy's father, who's the main bad guy. Yeah. And he's uh, Niedermeyer, the guy who played Niedermeyer mm. in um, Animal House. In, oh, Animal House. Okay, fine. Yeah. I think he was also like in the Twisted Sister video. You know, he's like the angry father. Animal House. Here. He always plays these guys. He's like very, very. Oh, like, this father. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. This guy with the helmet. <laughs> my god yeah huh. was he in the twisted sister video really who's who was he Dude, bobcat ended up with a serious smokestack as far as i uh, if i'm not mistaken 
I mean, it's not surprising. I always could conflated him with um, Sam Kinison, and they both, and you know, Kinison always got the smoke sacks. So, did he really? Yeah. Yeah, his second. See, a Bobcat's second wife. This uh, it's not so bad. She was like that. She was also kind of like I think. Was her name? She was like a redhead, right? Like. Yeah, and 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 Lully, and Lully. No, no, no. Somebody else. What the second one? No, the one like the the smokestack that. Man, uh, I might be wrong. Nikki, Co- oh Nikki Cox, yeah, this girl. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. Pretty girl. Yeah, yeah, she's like our age. She's a little, actually a little older than us. She was like in every like uh, whatever. Like, she had her. I think she had her own show. She had her um, for some period of time. She's also like a comic actress. She had a show called. She was on Baywatch for like three years. That, that's fitting. She was on General Hospital. She was on Blossom for four episodes. Oh, Unhappily Ever After. That was it. Oh, that was like the thing after Married with Children. She played the daughter. Remember that show? Yeah, something related to my, But is it Unhappily Ever? I mean, was it the same characters or is it like the same type of show? Same type. Malloy family, yes. It's as a, a, a father Jack, mother Jeannie, dim-witted eldest son Ryan, and Daughter Tiffany and Forgotten Son Ross. In the first two season storylines featured Jenny's pill popping mother, blah blah blah. Yes, yeah, so she, probably... she played the hot daughter. That's yeah. probably what I remember her from. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then there was the, the Norm show. Yeah, I... she played oh, yeah, that's that's yeah. where I remember her. She played like a teenage prostitute. And then she had her own, yeah, she had her own show called Nikki, Nikki White. I don't know. W Maybe that's what I remember. Yeah, I remember I remember her from this from this uh, unhappily ever after situation. Yeah. Smokestacky girl. But uh, yeah, man. So, what else can we say about Bobcat? I just wanted to I just wanted to talk a little bit about him because, like, every time I see him, I'm like, holy crap, that guy is like an '80s staple. Like, I cannot forget his contribution. Like, there's nobody like him. Yeah. <coughs> um, what Special. else can we say about him? Um, what else can we say? Whatever, man. I guess we don't have to say that much. He's no, funny. there's also I'm trying to see what other movies here. Uh, Shakes the Clown is a dark oh, comedy. Dude, he was in Hot to Trot. A birthday. That was his. That was his big movie. That was his like big like solo movie. Uh, big movie, really? It yeah, movie. it was like with a talking horse. I'm looking at his filmography and I don't see any Hot to Trot. What? Are you sure that oh. was- no, am I am I mixing this up? No, no. 19, 1988 film, Hot to Trot. Bobcat Goldthwait is the main character. Uh, just just Google Hot to Trot. You'll see. Okay, hold on. Really good cast of characters too. Yeah, Dude, yeah. God, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. Oh yes, yeah. Fred P. Cheney. Yeah, he's in the movie with the horse. A talking horse. An insecure stockbroker teams up with Don the Talking Horse, a chatty four-legged financial advisor. What the heck is this? I'm, dude, I'm sure it's hilarious. This actor, uh, Virginia I, Manson. John Candy was in it. Oh, he played the horse, I guess. Dude, I used to love Virginia Madsen. Oh, and this guy, Twitcher guy, was in that movie, Tim Kazarinsky. That would make sense. Yeah, they're like good friends. Interesting. Let's see what else uh, he was in. 
He had a comedy special called Is He Like That All The Time? <laughs> I don't remember that. I don't remember that. But Dabney Coleman was in this movie, too. He's a, he's yeah, yeah, he's a good actor. actor. Yeah. Um, let's see. Eek the Cat. Remember that cartoon? Was, that, was he the voice of that? He was the voice of one of these... No, one of the one of the one of the reindeer or something. Christmas. No, I I can imagine him being like an incredible like voice actor too. Yeah, but I can't think of I can't think of what I might have heard him in. Yeah, uh, he was uh, he was in the Ben Stiller show. You know that 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 like skit show that Ben Stiller had in the early nineties. Yeah, yeah, it was it was on HBO, right? Yeah, he played also in one episode of Married Children. He played, uh, what's Capital Critters? What was this? Capital Critters? I, oh, we, don't have to go, we don't have to go through his whole career. Yeah, I'm just looking at He's in a lot of cartoon voices. He was in the movie. Remember the movie Scrooged? He was in that. Yes. Yes, he was the assistant. He went crazy. Elliot Lover. He wanted to kill Bill Murray's character. Remember? Yeah. Because yeah, he yeah. fired him Christmas Eve. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great, yo, dude, great catch. That's right. That was one of his better roles, too. He had, like, a significant role in that movie. By the way, he was also in two Twister Sister videos and <coughs> a Pointer Sister, three Twister Sister videos. Dude, he was an 80s institution. I think we established that. He was, yeah. And I feel like he doesn't get the recognition. And, and, and 80s and 90s. Oh, yeah, mostly 80s. Not the, not the 90s. He, like, he totally dropped off. Like 90s, he just went into cartoon voices and stuff. You know, I could imagine it'd be difficult to continue, like, being that guy yeah. your whole career just on your voice. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. he was like, yeah. like, Sam Kinison had it tough enough, but this guy was just on the whole time. Like, Sam Kinison. Oh, oh! But at least Sam Kinison had, like, material. He's like, oh, oh. No, but he had also quiet moments. Yeah, screen, yeah. You know, can he had, I, like. Can I just play for the folks at home? I, I, this is my favorite scene of all time, Sam Kinison as the teacher. Yeah, He's man. Sturges, right? Professor. Yeah, Professor, Professor uh, Tur- Turgeson. Turgeson, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, Rodney Dangerfield. The two yep. probably most incredible comedians ever. Ever, ever, ever. They, ever. they, should, they should both be on, like on, you know, on the Mount Rushmore of comedy. Yes, they should. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, come on with the ads. It must play the ad because it's one of these like Hollywood clips. Whatever, speak like nine seconds. The negative part of speaking about uh, Bobcat is that we unfortunately had to touch upon John Cusack. Contemporary American history. I'm Professor Turgeson. You know, a lot of people think history is just facts, it's just information about the past, but not me. I mean, I hold history very sacred. The way the farmer looks at the earth and he holds it sacred. The way a Christian takes the Bible and he holds it sacred. The way a lot of people hold their marriage sacred. So I feel about it. So why don't we dive right in by interpreting one of the easiest events in the last 20 years of American history. Now, can someone tell me why in 1975 we pulled our troops out of Vietnam? The failure of Vietnamization to ignore this support caused an ongoing erosion of confidence in the very American <laughs> but illegal Saigon machines. You see his face. You just like see his face. <laughs> Is she right? <laughs> He's like, right? 
<laughs> just like turn so on a dime. I could reverse the moment on there. And a lot of people like to believe that. <laughs> I wish I could, but I was there. I wasn't here in the classroom, hoping I was right, thinking about it. I was up on my knees in rice patties with Josh Edward forming and Charlotte, slugging it out with him. pussies like you were back there partying, putting headbands on, doing drugs, listening to the goddamn me love them. I mean, these kids, they were in grade school at the time. And me, I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I didn't know you wanted to get involved with the discussion, Mr. Helper. Mr. Helper. I love that. Maybe you can help me, okay? (laughs) You remember that thing we had about 30 years ago called the Korean conflict? Yeah, where we failed to achieve victory. How come we didn't cross the 38th parallel and push those rice eaters back to the Great Wall of China and take the first place? Right? <laughs> and don't get them back into the fucking Stone Age River! How come? Oh, say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Because Truman was too much of a pussy whip to let go in there and blow out those tummy bastards! <laughs> Hold on a second. You. <laughs> you know, just like with Archie Bunker. Oh, hold on a second, man. Hold on a second. Just one second. It's got a, somebody came home. One second. Hello? Sorry. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to finish the rest of that video. I like this teacher. He really seems to care. About what I have. About no- what I have no idea. <laughs> no, what I wanted to say was, I don't care whether or not, you know, like Archie Bunker, I don't care whether or not the, act- the actor actually, you know, th- the role was better than the, char- than, than the person themselves playing the role. Mm-hmm. Like Archie mm-hmm. Bunker as a character was better than the actor who played him, you know? And if, I mean, I'd like to think that that um, Sam Kinison actually believed what he just said, yeah. right? I tend to think that he did. Although, like, I can't imagine him taking politics too seriously, right? But he probably would lean that way. And Roddy Dangerfield, I'd also like to think that, kind of an old school guy, you know? But um, that was, like, the most right-wing moment in, like, modern film history. It was, yeah. I don't think they'd be able to pull that off today. He said rice eaters. Holy crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Great Wall of China and everything. The whole thing. It's it's, it's one ball of one ball of alt-right. Dude, by the way, like in the 80s, you know, Mr. Woke, Mr. John Cusack. Yeah. Right? There's a yeah. lot of like some there's some stuff in those movies that he himself should be getting in trouble for. Yeah, he should be. You know, some racist stuff. You of, know, course, like, of course, of course. Well, especially well, if you with the yeah. Japanese brothers, you know, like the guy, the guys that yeah. wanted, wanted to. But if you them. call them out, they'll say, "Well, you see, we have progressed since then. We've enlightened, and we've you know, learned, and this." You know, they, they always they always have a thing like to say how they should not be canceled for things years and years ago because they progressed. But the people who, you know, there's other people who didn't progress according to them. 
you know, they, were, they always progress and they, nobody else progresses. There's an insurance policy. Like if <laughs> they're very beloved, you know, yeah. figures yeah. on the left, then if somebody keeps pressing the issue, then they'll be like, oh, I should apologize. You know, I, yeah. if maybe it's overdue, you know, yeah. they'll say something like that. And yeah. then they'll get more props. Yeah. Then, then, then they. Do. I was very. I was very. Uh, I've learned my lesson since then, and you know, whatever. It was a different time. It was a different time, and I learned my lesson, and I, you know, whatever, and I uh, apologize to all the people I may have offended thirty-five years ago. By the way, you know, I'm looking at like images of Bobcat, and by the people that he's hanging out with and who he's comfortable with, he's definitely woke. Yes. Also, he has gotten weirder with time, the way he looks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, like, yeah. he, like he got to be wearing a crazy hat. Yeah, I don't yeah. get it. I don't need the hat thing. Like, I, yeah. I don't know. Shame. It's a shame. I know not, sir. I know not. Dude, there's a kid. This is very obscure. But if you know this, man, I'll give you so much props. There's, mm-hmm. a, there's this actor. I don't even remember this kid's name. He was a, a like a child actor in the 80s. I was convinced was the, was Bobcat's younger brother. Uh, okay. He he kind of had this like kind of like strange look. You know where I where you can see him? He was in this movie called Cl- Class of 1999. One, one second. <laughs> it was like a sci-fi, it's kind of like a beam sci-fi movie with like these punks. Are, are, are you, let's see, a science fiction thriller? <laughs> Let's yeah. see who you let's yeah. see who you're talking about. Are you talking about this Bradley Gregg guy? Hold on, but when wait, he was wait, like wait. A, when he was a kid, he was like kind of he played in um. No, he wasn't the main character, was he? No, he was like, he was like the, he was the little brother of the main character. Um. Yeah, this is the movie. Holy crap! Actually, wow, I'm surprised. Take, let, let, let's take a look. I'm surprised that the people who played Malcolm McDowell is in this movie. He's yeah, just and, like this and, freaking. And, and, and Pam Greer, Joshua John. Who's this Joshua? That, is this maybe is, this guy, that, Joshua John that Miller? Is the this guy. Guy? That, that is the guy. This guy. Oh my God! Yeah, he's weird looking. Do you remember this kid from the eighties? I re- as a kid, I remember him. Yeah, no, I remember no, him a... being a kid. This kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was. He looked like an adult as a kid. It was really weird. He had a. He had like this kind. Of, no, I wouldn't he, say he that. Looked, he looked like you know. He looked like as a kid, like like a, like a like a midget mafia guy. <laughs> no, he he kind of looked. He had a little bit of a slightly like you would think like if if if, if you said that he was developmentally disabled, yeah, you'd kind of believe it because he, he also had, he looks he like the midget from that. Twin Peaks. Remember the midget from Twin Peaks? He looks like that. He has right. There's something you know. He has. It looks like he may have some kind of condition. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I don't think he did. I think he just was. That's what he looked like. Right. Yeah. He. he so, yeah. I, he. Uh, so I. I thought this kid was related to Bobcat somehow. He, there's something about them that. His mom was a Playboy pinup girl. That's rough. And his dad is a Pulitzer Prize-winning playwright, Jason Miller. And actually, they both looked good. It's just that his mom kind of had this nose a little bit. So his half brother is Jason Patrick, man. What? Yeah, and his maternal grandfather was photographer Bruno Bernard. That's Jason Patrick's brother. Half brother, yeah. 
That's I don't know. I don't know, man. For the folks at home, Jason Patrick, you know, Lost Boys. Yeah. Of Lost Boys fame. Yeah. Yeah, these are all kids of like people who were already in Hollywood and like writers and Playboy bunnies and all this kind of stuff. Okay, so so this guy went on drugs. <laughs> I now remember I now remember the movie that I remember this kid most from. Yeah. It's it's a little bit difficult to admit. Okay. Teen Teen Witch? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my <laughs> god. I, I was dude, you didn't give me a choice. I was thinking whether or not to say dude, it. Dude, but but uh uh I like the, I like the, the Teen Witch. I like her. There's what can no I say? there's nobody I'm looking at who was in he was in I, he was in 21 Jump Street episode. He was in Grow, Growing Pains. He was a friend of, I guess, the I crushed the teen witch. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who's the chick in that movie? Robin Lively. Oh, this girl. She still looks good, by the way. Yeah, she's, she's all right. She's 50 years old. Not bad. Yeah. Not too shabby. <laughs> she's married to, to somebody who's famous. No, no, she's 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 also like Oh, you know whose like, mom she is? Blake Lively's mom. Blake mom Lively is or, Blake Lively. She, she she's 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 Ryan Reynolds' mom, mother-in-law. Mom or sister? She's her mom. That teen uh, witch is Blake on, Lively. Wait, 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 wait. No, she's not that much older than us. That is that is. Uh, she could only be ten years older than us. Hold you know on, what I mean? like, hold on, hold on. Robin Lively. And I think uh, that Blake Lively's in her thirties at least. I mean. Like, Culture, Culture. Right? I, oh there it says they're related how are they related how are they related they're half sisters yeah, yeah you're right ah. sorry about that yeah because blake lively is yeah i'm wrong blake lively is um she's she's uh what is its face she's she's uh like in her 30s so there's no way i mean there, there could be a way but no. yeah she blake lively is 34 years old and robin is 50 yeah they're Half sisters, but back to this Joshua guy, this kid, this weird looking yeah. kid. Yeah, I, I just remember the way he died in 1999. It's crazy. He, he died. Uh, yeah, they killed the, the basically the. Oh, plot, in the movie, he died. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's the still plot, alive. The plot. Mm-hmm. The plot of the movie is like they have these. The government created these like robot AI teachers mm-hmm. to go and you know and teach or and clean up the worst. Yeah. gang-ridden like high schools in the inner city like in the future right yeah. and then so he's the punk little brother mm. of the main of one of the main gang leaders by the way man in real life he is gay and he has a husband well yeah it says here he was awarded the capote fellowship i guess we could have yeah. <laughs> we could have <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> truman capote <laughs> aye, aye. whatever that should be the least of it he went to Yale I guess that's not a surprise yeah you know people like that get into Yale even if they don't have the grades if your mom's a playboy bunny you're gonna like, be- I wa- like I wonder you know like uh, Natalie Portman got into like Columbia University she never went to school she never went to high school they he's all got Jew- home they all got home school he's a, Jew- he's a Jewish kid by the way is he mm-hmm. yeah that's that means good. that means Playboy Bunny mom was a oh god. Wait, you mean you mean she was Jewish? Well, yeah, obviously, if he's Jewish, then his mom's Jewish, you know. That's the uh where, where does it say that he's Jewish? It says that on his Wikipedia. 
Susan, Susan Bernard. Susan Bernard is, we don't know. We don't. Oh, know. there you go. I was the first under 18 Jewish virgin who was in the centerfold placed in front of a Christmas tree. <laughs> That's what she said about uh, she was under, Playboy. She was, she was under 18 in Playboy? She was, yeah, I guess so. Uh-oh. Who was the other one? There's, there's like another one that was like famous for being, like, un, like they didn't know that she was under eighteen. Uh, underage playboy. Not under. She was porn. She was doing porn. This oh, like, uh, I don't know. She was in that movie with Johnny Depp. Remember when he, where it was? Remember that movie Cry Baby? Yeah. Oh, with Johnny Depp. Yeah, she was in. She was in that movie. I mean, she was, she was already uh, Amy, like, like Amy Locaine. Amy Locaine. Tracy no. Lords? Oh, Tracy Lords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Tracy Lords. But in that movie, she was already on Social Security in that movie. Yeah, <laughs> she's 54 years old, too. <laughs> it's already on Social Security. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, she was, yeah, whatever. Yeah, she did some, she was, yeah, underage, uh, whatever. I know. Yeah, she was 16 years old. She did this stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, back then she was like, wow. With, uh, one of those people. You know, the other, just can we go back to One Crazy Summer for a second? Mm-hmm. The the bad guy's girlfriend. There's this, I, this movie, okay, I need help. I really need help <laughs> to find out the name of this movie. I think okay. when you need help, like you're, something's wrong with you. No, no, no. I need, <laughs> because I remember, because these are two movies that, like, they were both on cable a lot when I was a kid, like 10, 11 or something like that. Yeah. And they both had a weird effect on me. Mm-hmm. Like I was different after watching it, like One yeah. Crazy Summer. Yeah. And then this movie, I cannot remember the name. And she played in both of them. Okay. Yeah. So, so, so basically the other movie is like, there's this young guy. This is, it's all based in Texas. Yeah. There's a young guy. He's like, kind of his father's like a rich cattle rancher or something like yeah. that and he's about to get married to a girl his high school sweetheart who's a good girl and he does love her and but before he gets married he wants to buy like a lamborghini um, right? so he's gonna go buy a lamborghini so he's on the whole movie is like this guy he's on it's kind of like peewee's big adventure but to get a to get a lamborghini but not as funny is she hold on let me, I'm she's the at sales that. she's the sales uh you can't hurry love no is that is or it it takes two i have i have no idea uh love love bites and then there's broken trust in the 90s like movies in the 90s all right all right wait broken trust wait who's who who are you looking at that actress kimberly foster yeah okay hold on hold on you can't hurry love it looks like yeah where David Leisure was in this movie. The guy, John Suzu, that guy. Maybe no? I I don't remember. Kimberly, like the problem is that everybody in this movie, I've never seen them before. Like that's the last place I saw uh, them. What's her name again? Uh, Kimberly Foster. Johnny Tigersmith. Is that what she who she plays? So the character. I'm, I'm gonna, hold on, I'm gonna check. Maybe yeah, I'm it looks like yeah. George Newburn. I don't know who these people are. There's like one well-known person in this entire movie, which is uh, what's his face? Um, uh, hold on, she she plays. Okay, in this in this movie, 
She played. Yeah, yeah. In Texas, the naive Travis Rogers quits his job to marry his beloved Stephanie Steffi Lawrence and work. What's the name and of the with movie? his father-in-law? It's called T- It Takes Two and work with his father-in-law. However, he decides to buy a car with $5,000 savings in Dallas before the wedding. He goes to a car dealer and the sexy saleswoman, Johnny Tigersmith. That's her. That's her. That's her. Convinces him to buy an expensive, fully loaded Lamborghini type car after the test drive. But soon Travis finds his car is a piece of junk. When Johnny sees the, sees the car, she has an argument with a crooked boss since it's not the test drive car and fired together with the mechanic. She so, meets Travis so- and they have a one night stand. They team up with the mechanic, decide to retrieve the car he bought. Meanwhile, Steffi is waiting for travel for the rehearsals and finally for wedding. Will, will Travis marry Steffi or stay with Johnny? Yeah. So basically, what I wanted to say was that this movie came out in 1988. I yeah. may have seen it in 1990, 1991 when I was yeah. 10. Yeah. And this is what this movie caused the 10-year-old mind Shri- 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 to, to, to produce. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. No, no, no. Not, not really Shreya Sakalin, but kind of. Yeah. Because the, in the movie, when he, like, I thought she was like, you know, when she was the sales clerk, so sexy, so beautiful, right? Like, you know. Oh, this me, actor. I know this guy, George Newburn. He was in a few movies. Yeah, but hold anyway. on. To my 10-year-old mind, right? Uh-huh. I was like, oh, man, she's she's hot and and at the same time you know i thought that his girl that his his wife to be is also like a really so so you created a thing of uh what is it called Uh, no 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 (laughs) you're not gonna no you're not gonna it created this thought in my mind be like i was really considering like i I put myself in this guy's shoes i'm 10 Uh years old and i'm like man you know i feel like i could just like get lost in this girl's sexiness but at the same time he has that beautiful girl at home waiting for him who's like with real yeah. love. A 10-year-old yeah. is not supposed to think that. Yeah. yeah. And that, this movie <laughs> did that to me. It, it got you into the mindset of thinking about like the value of relationships and, and, and yes, comparing you know, I mean, what you have with you know this and that. This movie probably contributed to, but that's, yeah. to, my, to my ability to, to think deeply. So it's interesting because it, it, that that that's actually what you know the the two Ninas that movie that I know with uh, what's his name the movie I told you about last week with John Livingston not Living, Livingston. with yeah Livingston Ron Livingston Ron Livingston so 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 one of the girls is like that you know the exciting hot whatever they're both kind of attractive they are attractive but the other one of them is like the hot exciting you know the best you know relations he's ever had and the other one is like you know. They click perfectly. He even tells his best friend, he's like, she's like you with uh, boobs. <laughs> yeah. It's like you with a vagina or something. This actress is so, I, she, you know, it's amazing. It's like just like revisiting this stuff. It's shocking how much these people affected your life and shaped you. Yeah, like yeah, this girl, this, this actress is the first time where I was like, she is so like sexy. And, but she's also so, loving and inviting well it's called the girl next door no 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 not the girl next door this is the opposite oh really she's she's the one who's like completely not playing any games it's like she's Mm. so yeah she's so full of life she's very direct and she really wants you yeah i mean and she's crazy yeah (laughs) right so it's like the hot crazy matrix you know (laughs) you know that video kind of yeah no but, but 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 not even but not even in a scary way it's, she's, yeah. she's not, she doesn't turn into like a psycho like yeah. she's actually kind of also kind of sweet yeah you know she's just a little she's just a, she's just a little bit obsessed she's full of life yeah you know? she's really like she's she doesn't want to play games she just wants to you know so yeah. that's like 
I've never like, you know, when I was 10 years old, I'm like, damn, that's, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> I didn't yeah. know that existed. Yeah. 10. I'm not supposed to be thinking about that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. You know, true, true that, sir. Like, but that's too kind. I, I, I've had the situation. Like, I can't remember what I had that with, but I, I've had, I've had, I've had that as well. I've had that as well. Uh, yeah, I've had that as well. I don't, I don't remember what, what it was with. What's what instance? But uh, I definitely had that. Yeah, crazy. You know, we started, we started this conversation. Uh, I wanted to take this conversation in one of two possible directions. So I didn't even get to mention the other direction, which is fine. It's fine. Because we want to what's, what's, what's the other direction? Monkeypox. Oh, dear Lord. Dude, man, like, you know, my friend, uh, this, you know, this guy, Baruch Kogan, he lives in a settlement, Russian Jewish guy. He actually went to, to Stuyvesant. And he, was oh. in the, and he was in the U.S. Army, I believe, and I think also in the Israeli. So he posted the following today. His name is Boris Baruch Kogan. Uh, interesting guy. Uh, he posts a picture of this guy, Sebastian Kuhn. Kuhn. K-O with like the little, you know, dots over it. Yeah. H-N. Division Director, Signature Initiatives at Open Society Foundation. Oh, Open that's Society the Foundation. guy. That's the video you sent me of that? Of that, of that? No, 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 no. The video I sent you was the German, the, he's the German Minister of Health. That's something else. So this Kuhn guy, he's a young, I guess, homosexual, speaking of homosexuals. And so there's another article. So he posts a, pic- a picture of him from LinkedIn. And then there's an article. Were we speaking of homosexuals? Anyway, continue, continue. It's, it, it says, I literally screamed out loud in pain, my two weeks of monkeypox hell. A New Yorker described this harrowing ordeal to receive care through a system under-equipped to handle another pandemic. So he's talking about monkeypox for gay men, da 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 this and that, blah, 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 blah. So my friend writes, everyone wonder who runs day-to-day operations at the Open Society Foundations, the New Israel Fund, and many, many other NGOs dedicated to making all of our lives better. <laughs> Please refrain from offensive comments that might lead this post, might get this post deleted. Then the archaeologists in the future who dig up the servers might not be able to connect the dots and have their eureka moment about what happened to the civilization. So basically it's this guy who runs like all the day-to-day stuff for Soros is a you know, Fanok, and he had he had he, he had monkeypox. He's the guy that had the monkeypox. He's the <laughs> he's what one a, not what a coincidence. guy, but he's one of the guys. Yeah. So he says, uh, he writes here. I got monkeypox and it's been a total nightmare. When the New York Pride festivities kicked off on June 24th, I was aware that monkeypox was an emerging issue, especially for Fanooks. But I was also under the impression that the number of cases in the city was relatively small. What I didn't understand is how absolutely dismal testing capacity was. At that point, the city had only capacity to process. 10 tests a day. By the way, they did the same thing with AIDS. They didn't give a damn about these guys. I had sex with several guys over the weekend. This is an article, by the way, oh. in like, I guess, The Guardian or some shit. Then a week later, on July 1st, I started feeling very fatigued. I had a high fever with chills and muscle aches, and my lymph nodes were so swollen, they were protruding two inches out of my throat. Uh, two days after my symptoms began, I, the rash started as, oh my God, as, as lesions down, you know, by his uh, boom boom. We get it. We got Painful it. Painful sores on blah blah whatever. Initially, it was stinging, itchy. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, I had a telehealth visit with my primary care physician. She agreed that I should get tested, so I went to urgent care. I had all the symptoms of monkeypox, and thankfully, nobody questioned whether or not I should receive a test. 
also I also asked for a full STI, STI panel. I don't know I wanted the antiviral drug that, that used to be treat monkeypox, T-pox, but you need a positive test result first. So they sent me home with Tylenol. European regulators have approved T-pox as, as an effective monkeypox treatment, but the FDA has only approved it to treat smallpox. The CDC maintains a stockpile. That's why we were talking about this purpurea, saracenia, what's its face? Yeah. yeah the CDC right. maintains a stockpile of T-pox and allows for its compassionate use during monkeypox outbreaks. What? What? After I went home, the rash started spreading and I began to feel anxious. I developed lesions literally everywhere. They started out looking like mosquito bites before developing into pimply blisters that would eventually pop, then finally scab before leaving a scar. I had them on my skull, on my face, my arms, my legs, my feet, my hands, my torso, my back, and five just right on my elbow. At the peak, I had over 50 lesions, a fever of 103, intense pain prompting a panic attack. Ironically, the only place I didn't have lesions was on my, you know, Schwarzenegger. We the, got next, the next day I got my STI results positive. Schwan, the Listen, the next day I got my STI results positive for gonorrhea, but no word yet on monkeypox. That's when I have developed hives everywhere on my body from my neck down, as well as a headache, arthritis, pain in my fingers, shoulders, and a strange pain in my shin bone that got so painful that I couldn't stand up. At night, I would wake up going crazy with both pain and itchy from the lesions and hives, just sitting up in bed, sitting up in bed and scratching myself. I was isolated, lonely, and frustrated with how unfair the situation was. I was clearly very sick, yet I had to cobble together a care plan on my own. Oh no, kind of like what we had to do. My, my lesions down, bum bum, which were already very painful, turned into open wounds. I, it felt like I had three fissure, fissures right next to each other. And it was absolutely excruciating. I would literally scream out loud when I went to the bathroom. Even keeping the area clean, like washing myself was extremely painful. It was a two hour process each time. Uh, that, that's what happens when you have stuff with a bunch of guys over a weekend then, <laughs> oh this guy responds i detect a fellow who has never learned to number one curb his passions number two cultivate a higher pain threshold and finally number three needs a lot of time for hygiene even if he ain't poxed <laughs> oh my god dude it's just it, you know this is like self-inflicted crap yeah self-inflicted crap by way of immorality, basically. You know, they, they, it's, it's almost like they didn't learn from the previous crap that Fauci brought them. <laughs> and now that he brought a new crap, and they, you know, and he is part of their crap, by the way, because he used to go to their, uh... by the way, can I play for the folks at home this, this clip of Fauci on NPR? People have to hear this. Sure. Here you go, here you go, here you go. This is a clip of Fauci, Mousy, NPR interview, February 2021. This is already when the vaccine started coming out. And uh, this is a woman who asks him, oh man, don't tell me they took down the clip. Don't, oh, there we go. See, you gotta look for it. Okay, listen to this doozy. And mind you, you, you notice the woman, Finds nothing wrong with any of this because she's NPR. Yeah. I read that, you know, during those days, you went to one or more of the gay bathhouses in New York. I assume in your suit and tie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I took my suit and tie off. Did, did you? <laughs> yeah. Um, can, can you tell us what that was like, what, what you learned by doing that, that 
you didn't know. Well, I, well, this was the very, very early. He has years. To, you notice he has, to, he has to qualify that. This was the very, very early years. You realize this was the early years. The years yeah, um, early in, years. In fact, yeah, listen. it may even have been before we even discovered that HIV was the cause. Mm. We've seen mm. these large numbers mm-hmm. of gay, mostly gay men, mm-hmm. um, who were formerly otherwise well, who are being mm-hmm. devastated by this terrible, mysterious disease. And it was so concentrated in the gay community that I really wanted to get a feel for like what was going on there that would lead to this explosion of a sexually transmitted disease. So I did. I went to the Castro district. I went down to Greenwich Village. And I went into the bathhouses and, and, and to, you know, essentially see what was going on. And, and, you know, the epidemiologist in me went, oh, my goodness, this is a perfect setup for an explosion of a sexually transmitted disease. And the same thing going to the gay bars and seeing what was going on. And it gave me a great insight into the explosiveness, explosiveness. of the outbreak of a sexually transmitted disease. So I think it was important because it gave me a really on the ground feel for what was actually dynamically going on. Unbelievable. Anybody, Unbelievable. Else, would, anybody else would literally be dragged out, like for saying any of that. Yeah. You know, their their career is over. Their docks. They're set on fire. They're yeah. they're publicly shamed. They're stoned <coughs> in the town square. Yeah. You know? Everything you said was so non-woke. Yeah. Offensive. offensive. Every, everything was offensive there. <laughs> can be classified as offensive. Yeah. How come he can literally get away with everything? Yeah. Unbelievable. You're far away, sir. I can barely hear you. I'm trying to burp my, my little boy. Mm-hmm. Hang on a second. Oh. All right. Oh, come on, man. Yeah. Hang on. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the next generation. <laughs> uh, I love when he burps. I feel such relief when he yeah. burps. You burp when he burps. Yes, I kind of do. You burp, you burp inside. Like my soul burps when he yeah. burps. You burp spiritually. Spiritual like, burp. He gave me a little burp, so I'm satisfied. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh, man. It's almost like you're taking care of a Tamagotchi doll, but it's not. It's a, no. It's, it's a, it's a <laughs> no. That's a, very, that's a very strange way. It's the exact opposite. No, it just sounds like you are, but it's a per, it's it's actually a real person. Man, that was really weird in junior high school. The Tamagotchis? What the hell? Yeah, it's very strange. Yeah, they got that's us. Like the, you know, they, they got us. To, they got us to marketing. Yeah, they got us to kill, overfeed uh, digital pets and kill them by way of overfeeding them. Those are pets. I thought they were babies. They were like no, but they were no. Oh, the, oh, there was also pets. They were like little animals, Tamagotchi pets, babies, and also. Hello, man. Do you remember? <laughs> I'm just like thinking about that movie again because I just watched it. One crazy summer. Do you remember the crazy Uncle Frank? From. He's like. No, in the movie. I didn't see the whole movie. I, I know about the movie. I didn't. I, I need to okay, see so, so so he's a he's obviously a Vietnam vet who's mm-hmm. uh, having a you know mental issues, drug issues, you know, and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. the whole summer, he's sitting 
by the radio, uh-huh. right? Listening to these, you know, to this like radio competition uh-huh. and the winner wins a million dollars. So he's just sitting, he's like, he's going to win it. Cause he knows like, you have to like, once you hear a song, mm-hmm. you got to call in right away and yeah. tell him what the song is. And this guy knows everything. Yeah. All the songs. So he's, you know, he's going to win his million dollars. So yeah. at the very end of the movie, so, so you know, in the course of the movie, we check in with Uncle Frank every now and then, right? Like five yeah. or six times. Yeah. And uh, and then at the very end, you know, where he he actually calls into the radio station and he guesses the song, right? And the guy's like, oh, we have a winner. And what's your name, sir? And he gets so excited that he pulls the phone off the hook. <laughs> right? And then he yeah. put the radio, the radio's yeah. still on. Yeah. So he, and the guy's like, oh, so bad. I'm so sorry. Oh. All right, let's try the oh. next caller, right? <laughs> Yeah. So, so you know, all, then the, the camera zooms in on his eyes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and then, you know, he, because obviously, because he's ex-military, so obviously he has a bazooka hanging on the wall, you know, in the eighties, yeah. it makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Every yeah. ex-military Vietnam guy has, is allowed to take his bazooka home. Okay. So, uh, yeah. so then he fires the bazooka at the radio station. You see like the missile flying to the radio station. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> blows it up I'm not, sure if the, I'm not sure if the dj got out in time and i thought that this actor played uncle frank was the guy who played laszlo in real genius but it's not i can see that now it's a different guy okay yeah laszlo and oh that guy yeah, yeah, yeah. the guy that went to the into the closet and then the basement yes. to, to have his lab with his yes. lab he was also uh, strangely kind of strange mentally ill uh, kind of swarthy uh, guy with a with a mullet. Yeah, I can see why I got them mixed up. By the way, man, like also another speaking of full retard, like the fact that Downey Jr. was somehow allowed to play a blackface guy, like would not fly. This was recent, if you think about it, dude. He's, it's like this is all. It's a psyop. This is scripted. Yeah. Nobody gives a damn about anything yeah. that that we're, that people say that they give, that a, damn give a damn about on TV. Yeah. Nobody, everything they talk about on TV, no yeah. one cares about any of it. Yeah. No one want, no one is interested in gay people's sexual activities. Nobody cares. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's gross. Nobody wants to know about that stuff anyway. Yeah. yeah? Wokeness. N- none of none of this stuff. Nobody. No human being actually cares about this. Yeah. Here, can, I, can, I, can I play uh, Johnny Jr.'s uh, uh, thing on Rogan about playing here? It's a bit, whatever. It's, it's kind of a 10-minute clip, but here. He talks about it. He says, can you make Tropic Thunder today? But I wanted to get to the clip where he talks about playing here. Uh, hold on. Johnny Jr.? I got a 10 second warning here. Okay. What is he that? starts, you know, his, his, his whining starts to like ramp up. Uh, oh, okay. He gives us, you know, he's actually fair. I think he doesn't just explode immediately. Oh, okay. <laughs> so he's giving us the, I need here. to be changed. Warning. Here. Here, here, here. Hold on. having me or you could do 
the general and experience. Do you think that you could do Tropic Thunder today? Would that be possible? Or you could do it. (laughs) (laughs) And again, like Eddie, you know, I look back to me, that movie to me was a circle back to my dad's movie called Putney Slope, which I highly recommend uh, anyone who hasn't seen to see about a black guy who takes over an ad agency in the 60s because everyone votes for him uh, when the uh, head of the company dies because they think no one else. And it's about what happens when someone who is free-spirited takes over an essentially corrupt endeavor. And then he realizes and confronts... See, what he's trying to do is he's trying to like appeal to people's like nuance and, and subtlety. But clearly... Yeah. He's asking for context consideration. Yeah, but no one cares. The thing is, he's from Hollywood. Like, meaning his father was an actor. He's a he's a he's a. I mean, he's a good actor, but he's a kid of an actor. And uh, no one cares about context consideration. No one, no one cares. He says being offended by Robert Downey Jr. playing an actor who was doing blackface is like being offended by Leonardo DiCaprio being racist in Django. You know, yeah, it's most of Rogan's like listeners, right? Whenever he, whenever he like starts to veer woke, mm-hmm. you know, he starts veering to the left. Yeah. Everybody's kind of like, what the hell? We don't, none of us care about that. Like, yeah. at some point you're like, is he trying to get us there? Yeah. Is he like a gateway, you know, schmuck? Yeah. I'm saying like, I think he is. I, th- I think honestly, man, like it's just this whole woke thing is just it's just a lack of sense of humor in general. Like people don't like they they wanna they they wanna compensate for their lack of sense of humor by basically eliminating the humor. It's not even that they care what you're saying. They just don't find it funny. And so this is their way of just like telling you that it's not funny. Like, they don't understand that you're just kidding. They literally yeah. think you're serious. They literally yeah. think you're serious when you say the N-word, when you say the, you know, the retard word. There's no stick recognition. The F-A-G-G-O-T no. word. They think you're serious. Because no. you know why? Because they're, they would be serious if they said it. Because they are serious. They're not, they're no, they are not ever... It's a very good point that you touched upon. I noticed, like, you know, I had a couple of conversations like recently and I realized something that I should have realized before. There, you know, some of our, even some of our own people who like, let's say, that, okay, here's a good example, talking about Trump, yeah. right? We're, to, we're talking to guys, like I'm talking about guys who are like somewhat, like at least, at least economically conservative, yeah. right? Or they say, you know, they have, all these guys who are trying to be centrists. Man, yeah. I hate centrists. Yeah, or there's no such thing as a centrist. Or right, center, right, whatever. There's no such thing as a centrist. No, there's no such thing. Okay, so, so you'll hear them say stuff like, "Yeah, I I don't know if I want Trump back in office in 2024," which is an odd thing because, first of all, well, who else is there? And don't say DeSantis. There is no one. Yeah. Okay. So that's they they people people act like there's a lot of choices. No, there aren't. That's number one, but that's not where I was DeSantis going. They already been agreed upon that DeSantis is going to be his running mate. They already literally agreed upon it. So, but that, that's not where I was going. I just, the, yeah. basically the point I wanted to focus on was that they said stuff like, 
I don't want him to be the president because he could have done this with more tact and this with more tact and that with more tact. And I'm yeah. telling him, I'm telling them, I was like, listen, the stuff that he got done, do you like it? Do you think that was important? Like, yeah, no, it's awesome. I was like, did anybody else get it done? With all the talk from the Republicans for all these years since we've been alive for 40 years, has anybody got it done? No, but they were more tactful. So obviously there's- Obviously tact is not the, not the issue here. <laughs> yeah, obviously tact would be the, is the enemy of results clearly. Yeah. Okay. So, but they're like, the. We just need somebody more. You know, people think that the president is some kind of like figurehead. Yeah. And he's not. He's not supposed to be a figurehead. He's supposed to do stuff. Right. But then I realized that the people, some of the people that I'm talking to, it's like they don't want to be caught being woke. Yeah. But on some level, they bought into it. Yeah, of course. They accepted it. And, 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 and they think that... So they feel bad about some of the stuff. Like they were made to feel bad. Like they accepted it. Yeah, they have shame about it. Right? So they think that if I don't support a president that that doesn't that doesn't like, you know, for instance, like, you know, they, they think that he that he speaks badly about women. Yeah. Right? So if I don't, let's say if I don't support him, that's my way of kind of being sorry. For, for making women unhappy or, so, or some kind of bullshit like that. Yeah. Like they want to designate the president yeah. as the guy who's going to do it for them. Yeah. Instead of being a president. Yeah. You understand? They, the president has become a personality rather than a job description a, of a real job. People don't know what a president is. Yeah. I think that's the main problem. Nobody knows the president in the public consciousness became something else. Yeah. Ask a person, what does the president do? Like, what is his job? Yeah. Well, at this point, they don't even know because they look at Biden and it's just like, there is no job. <laughs> There's nothing. His, his job is just to be a good little boy and clean up his plate and show, show the doctor that you ate everything. Right. Now, what are like the actual mechanics? You know, yeah. like an electrician gets up in the morning, he goes to a construction site, he unfurls yeah. wire. He does, you know, what is the what is the actual job of a president? What is he supposed to do? Like, nobody knows that. Yeah. Okay. A chief executive. People don't understand what a chief executive is. Okay. So that's the main problem. And people don't understand why you need a chief executive. <laughs> yeah. So in some ways, popular culture has taken a president, which is a very important position, right? And turned him into, at least in the minds of, of people in the public, into like a king. Or like yeah. a, like like a pope or something like that. Yeah. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, symbolic. Okay, a figurehead. You know, he's like he's like our royalty. Yeah. Okay, and this country is all about anti-royalty. <coughs> Supposedly, allegedly, until until you know the bushes and all the skull and bones people came in, and then that went out the window. <laughs> ah, it's probably before that. Yeah. True, but this it really ramped up. Yeah, these be freaking people. Um, I don't know, man. I'm having a Mike Tyson moment. I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm coming for you, Lennox. I wanna, <laughs> I wanna rip out his heart. I wanna eat his children. All praise be to Allah. 
Is he still on that? Is he still Muslim? Who? Mike Tyson? Uh, you know what's funny? I don't know, but but his current wife is 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 like her parents are Muslim. Okay. Her parents are like Ali, something Ali and something whatever. So I guess he married her when he was still on his Muslim stuff. I don't know what he is now. He's just like general spiritual, I guess you can call him. I don't know. I hope so, he doesn't go Kabbalah Center. Oh my god. You know, actually that would be I, I'd uh, rather him be Muslim, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because you know what Malcolm X used to say: Islam is like the religion of the black man. It's tailored to the black man. You know, it's, it's unfortunately the... Muhammad did not agree. Yes, he did not. He he thought it was for Jews and uh, for no, I, no, no. He, he, that's that's a completely separate thing. He Arabs, yeah. right. Muhammad was white, and Arabs yeah. are white, yeah. and they didn't like black people. Like if you read read the history carefully, they they were not interested, and in, you know they wanted you know only the people they considered you know worthy to be you know to adopt the religion. Everybody else should be slaves. The biggest slave owners today are North African Arabs, and partially and some black people also. They own other black people. You know, there's still there's still a type of slavery. And I'm not talking about the one that, that Paul keeps talking about. You know, like there's a almost like a culturally accepted role, the pimp. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's almost yeah. spoken of. It's like, almost like a, yeah, venerated. Yeah, it's almost venerated. A pimp is a is just a slave owner. Yeah. That kind of slavery is okay because it's, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Good stuff. But what were we talking about? We're talking about we went into something. We start talking about monkeypox. Oh, monkeypox. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know what? I want to do something useful in this conversation. Hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. Just hang on a minute. Mm-hmm. I have to get something. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have a little bit of a dead air right now. Like, uh... <laughs> I'm looking for medication to tell people about. Oh, nice. Not Saracenia purpurea, I bet, I think. Oh, something else. I found it. I'm on my way back now. Thank you. Okay. See, no dead air. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is a prescription medication. It's called uh, ribavirin. R-I-B, like boy. A-V, like Vinny. I-R-I-N. Ribavirin, antiviral. You said treat RSV, hepatitis viral hemorrhagic fevers. Okay. was taking this when he had Okay. So get your hands on that. Mm-hmm. And also on... Sarancenia purpurea. And maybe we could link that episode where yeah. we were speaking to the herbalists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the and lady, I, and uh, I read the preparation for it. Yes. Yes. And they were talking about this. And there was a little bit of a kind of a pompous lady talking about the, the tinctures. and. <laughs> wait, wait. Don't, I don't know. If, well, I guess. Yeah. There you go. I don't so know. Yeah, she was. She was being a little bit obstructive. I don't know why she needed to do that. I wasn't trying to. It's very odd. You know, it's like, 
She wanted to make sure that I wasn't, you know, irresponsibly educating the public and, you know, taking them the wrong way. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that. Very annoying. Yeah. Yeah. There's always people got to throw things, wrenches in operations. You know, you realize, you realize, like, even in this sphere, there's like, you have the feminism stuff going on. Yeah, she made it difficult. I'm starting to remember that conversation. I was just trying to convey something simple. Yeah. And she she interfered like a couple of times, and I had to like get yeah. creative, yeah, to describe it. Like she would not let. I remember that the hell. Yeah, she kept going. Kind of weird. Gosh. Baruch Hashem, you know we at least uh... the information got out. Hopefully, it wasn't interfered with too much. Yeah. Um. Maybe this episode will 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 help to disseminate it. Yeah. Yeah, we will. I can't, yeah. I, you know, I would honestly, I would read that article again, but I can't find it. The article? Remember, I was, I was reading, oh. I was reading the article from, uh, from the Lancet, oh. actually, from the late 1800s. Oh, uh, here. Um, did I, did, did I send it to you? It was for small, here, smallpox, Lancet. Eight, uh, let's do yeah there you uh, go oh, you, you, i found it there you go <laughs> no there's there's actually a number of them yeah i don't know if 30th, august 8th, 30th 1862 saracen and smallpox report of the trial of saracen uh, uh, yeah, let's feel these things there you go in vitro characterization of 19th century therapy for smallpox this thing from uh uh National Library of Medicine. There you go. It's is it is it like a call? It's like somebody who's writing in a doctor who's telling. He's writing in. As, no, it's a bunch of doctors, and they wrote about something from 1892. Yeah, Charles Mills Paul described the Native Americans of Eastern. Da, 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 but they're writing about it. Something like that. I'm trying to look for it quickly, quickly. If I can't find it, we'll just I know. all right. I'll try to find it and then maybe link it too. Yeah. Rafi, you're not happy about this? Yeah. What is Rafi's problem? His problem is that uh, you know, he uh he pees he pees lying down. That's his problem. Yeah, that is that is uncomfortable, you know. He does like he does like his he does like his diaper change promptly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we would be annoyed by that as well had we been in his situation. We, we were. We were, indeed. Yeah. I don't know if we got the service that we needed. I don't think so. Because, you know, Soviet parents and whatnot. But Yeah, it, well, you were here, so you had di- you had pampers. I had... I had um, nappies. Trionki. No, they're like the things you have to wash. Yeah, nappies. Oh, that's what it is? Okay. Yeah. Like uh, plastic. Gosh. That's not quite quality. It's just you have to wash it. You know, there's some questions I never got around to asking <laughs> people from the Soviet Union, and yeah. I, I don't think I can. Like, what did you guys do for? To- did you have toilet paper? Yeah, one ply or newspaper. Like, newspaper. That's why. I, that's why my parents, when they started, uh, you know, uh, desubscribing from New York Times, the New York Times they had lying around, you know. Yeah, but I don't, that doesn't seem like, 
doable. I, I, I don't know. You know, I, I'd worry about the ink uh, causing problems over time. Talk to some Soviet people. And you know, you get, you get a tattooed bottom after, yeah. after a period of time. Listen, you know, got to do what you got to do. Hey, when you got, a, when you got to go, you got to go. Get yeah. a leaf, you know, a little leaf, <laughs> a newspaper. Yeah. What if the leaf is like, what if there's like a, you know, toxicity or, you know, whatever poison something. Okay. So, you know, you got to learn your leaves, you know, by the way, legendary bodybuilder, Jerry Ward, Nifter, suddenly at 46, thought he had pulled a left rib. He was in Pittsburgh commentating on a live stream of NPC Team Collegiate, Collegiate and Masters National. His knowledge of the sport and bodybuilding was unparalleled. You know, they're counting, listen, they're counting on on all these people being dead before they really catch on to what's going on. Yeah, they see there's a guy on, he's a doctor actually, on Twitter, Dr. James Olson. I don't know where he is. It says, uh, genetic engineering, John Hopkins, 2014, biomedical cancer re research guy. Here. Uh, you better wake up before you find yourselves in a situation like you, what happened under Stalin, letting people tell you what to wear or put in your body. You think it can't happen now? It can happen now. You think these people are playing games? Keep playing along with them. This is, uh, oh, he's pissed off. Something happened with, like, the, you know, the Baltimore Orioles baseball team? Yeah. I just read that all 40 members of the Orioles baseball team followed the agenda. Why? Did it help President Biden? I never followed the agenda. And I'm thankful to God for giving me good, good sense and education to make that decision. The Orioles, in my opinion, are a disgrace. Uh, and then he writes, not even one out of 40 members of the Orioles Major League Baseball team, in my opinion, were man enough to stand up to the, on their principles. What an utter disgrace. What an absolute disgrace. Absolute disgrace. I will never watch... MLB baseball again. No human being will ever tell me what to put in my body. Yeah, man. Crazy, man. There's yeah, another yeah. thing. There's another thing I wanted to mention, mm -hmm. which is pretty crazy. And I'm sure people have heard this over time mm -hmm. a lot, but shedding. People yeah, have heard yeah. this, which, yeah. and I, you know, I, people would call and ask, like, I wouldn't know what to know because there's no definite answer yeah. at the time. But now there seems to be. Yeah. Uh, it seems to be very, very real. Yeah. Um, I posted something. Let me, yeah. let me find it. Um, it's not an article. It's a video, but I'll just give you a synopsis. Listen to this. I'm just going to list you, list off these. Uh, wait, wait, hold on. I just wanted to. People. Okay, go ahead. Fine, fine. Happy Monday, Star. This is like some British show. Sean Ryder reveals brother Paul complained of headaches hours before Nifter at age 58. Paramedics said it looked like it had been a blood clot or a brain tumor. Conductor falls and dies in the middle of performance at Top Munich Opera House. Stefan Soltis was conducting the Richard Strauss Opera, The Silent Woman, at the Bavarian State Opera when he suddenly fell from his podium. This is the mirror. UK Berkeley chemistry professor, UC Berkeley, sorry. Philip Geisler, dead suddenly while on a hike in Utah Canyonlands National Park, was attempting a short hike from Elephant Hill in the Needles District, received the Distinguished Teaching Award in 2011. Uh, why did they just give 500 student-athletes heart screening and ECG test in Houston, Texas yesterday? But I don't remember this being done before. Yes, people are fascinating, and it's an interesting world. And then this Jerry Ward thing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Biden and people like him were steadily preaching to others about how sick they were going to be if they didn't follow the agenda. And now they're all in isolation, taking some type of drug and testing themselves, quote unquote. Meanwhile, that we are all healthy. This is why they are seething. I'll tell you what protects against severe disease and hospitalization, my immune system. 
Um, let's see who else is left there. Before you Questions continue, not, what? Before you continue, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to say um, for the folks at home, uh, just go. I, I, I assume they they're not going to allow him on YouTube. So go on um, go on Rumble mm -hmm. and look up Doctor Philip. Actually, it's probably Philippe yeah. Van Welbergen. Okay. Yeah. So last name is V-A-N, Van, Wellbergen, W-E-L-B-E-R-G-E-N, okay? By the way, you realize this episode might also be, hopefully it won't be, but. I mean, this is a useful information, you know, yeah. because people, uh, because there are a couple of videos where what's good, like when, when he's interviewed, he's actually providing slides of blood samples, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, like from, from microscope, right? Yeah. So, in so basically, if people can picture what a blood cell looks like, yeah. it looks kind of like a little donut. It's not really a donut, but it's like a, yeah. it's like an oval or a circle with yeah. kind of kind of like a pinched midsection, a little bit. On, like a, yeah, there you go, Philippe. And he went on uh, Stu Peters. This is it episode. He probably did. I mean, he, he he's he's been doing a few, like since February or since earlier this year. Yeah. Um, there you go. So basically what he was showing in slides when they were doing diagnostic tests, mm -hmm. okay, is so like, like I was saying, the, the blood cells have like these smooth little, smooth little circular cell. And when they looked at vaccinated, first he was talking about what it looked like with vaccinated people, yeah. okay? And instead of round or oval, like smooth edged cells, there yeah. were like literally spikes. It's like- yeah. It looked like 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 the actual edge of the cell fractured and produced like these spikes all around. Yeah, you know, it looks like a like a punk's bracelet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, if you could picture that, yeah. and all of them, every all the blood cells in the sample mm -hmm. were were found to have that. Plus, there was graphene oxide found in the samples, and the graphene oxide can assemble itself, meaning like when it run it's some kind of an intelligent substance. Yeah. It's, it's artificial yeah. and it can grow inside the body. And when you see these graphene oxide structures compared to the size of the cells, they're gigantic yeah. and they're sharper than, than, than razor blades. So here's they're my question. Man. What, what is it about taking three versus two that, that gives you that you know, where it's I don't I don't recall him mentioning that kind of nuance. He, he was just saying vaccinated people. It just seems like it's three is the issue. No, that's I well, I don't know. That that may or may not be. I didn't hear this guy saying it. He was just talking okay. about people who got the vax. Okay. And maybe maybe I think he mentioned like some people who were who got the booster. Mm. He didn't say how many times. Yes. But most recently, here's the really scary part. Okay. Is that he's seeing those same blood samples in non-vaccinated people who live with or, or have contact with people who are vaccinated. It's crazy, man. Like children from vaccinated teachers. So what I have four or five-year-olds. So what I have to like now go and uh, so my parents all the time, you know? So I would, I would wait, I would wager, of course, I don't know, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not even close to a doctor. You know, you're closer to a doctor than I am, Greg. 
Okay? <laughs> but I would still, I'd wager just my instinct that uh, this has to, this probably has to do with either people who were like recently vaccinated. I remember my brother saying that, that even a year ago, that there seems to be some indication that people who ha- are in proximity to a person who was vaccinated within the first three months of vaccination. Okay. So I think that that's probably still the case. Like if somebody like your parents are much further than three months. Yeah. Right. I, I don't think that the, I, I, I can't say for sure. I don't think that it's a problem, your yeah. parents. But yeah. I think that I think that definitely people recently vaccinated yeah. stay away from them for a couple of months. Yeah. OK, you know, stay away for three months. It's not you know, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. OK, like imagine somebody has mono. You don't yeah. want to go near them. If, yeah. if that person had mono, you wouldn't go anywhere near them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's totally socially acceptable. Yeah. All right. This is way more dangerous than mono. Yeah. Okay. So, and, but I, I would assume that this also um, has to do with the booster shots as well. You know, like stay away, f- seriously, stay away from people that, that keep getting the booster shots. You have to, this is not a joke. This is really happening. This is really having an effect. See, and Rafi agrees. Yeah. He's adding drama to the situation. Yeah. Right. Okay. Thank you, Connie. Yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Oh no, she's even getting closer to me. Okay. Wait, this might be an anger thing. Hold on. You know, he brought it to a dramatic, like, you know, zenith. Just to just to drive the point home. Yeah. But but jokes aside, uh stay away from people who were vaccinated and boosted if possible no i mean not even if like you have to basically yeah okay i mean i i know we started this episode and we spoke mostly about bobcat and you didn't you didn't we probably didn't expect to talk about this kind of stuff but it is what it is you know by the way uh mousey got subpoenaed you know that no i didn't know that he got subpoenaed. Uh, first of all, yeah. Um, I'll tell you with what. Yeah. Uh, Mouncy and others have been subpoenaed over the alleged gagging of social media misinformation and censorship relating to discrediting the Great Barrington Declaration. This is what he, because he wrote about that in, the, uh, in his emails that he was going to discredit it. Among other things, they have 30 days to respond. So they've been subpoenaed, I guess, yesterday or today and they have 30 days to respond basically until end of august and uh one more time what was it about you read it so fast about the about the all the you know gay like uh, gagging people on social media misinformation censorship you know telling them telling people that they were speaking misinformation all this kind of stuff i don't know who subpoenaed them though and and who yeah that's what i wanted that's what i wanted to know yeah here you go uh fauci jankovic Vivek Murthy, Karine Jean-Pierre, and more served subpoena in censorship for losing lawsuit. Here you go. Uh, the Missouri Attorney General with help is suing government employee in big tech for conspiracy and censorship reviews and censorship reviews, which did not match liberal ideology. Subpoenas request all communications between the government officials and bodies in Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg in 2020. In a 2020, whatever this is, uh, they found a 
Malice communicated with Zuckerberg on a semi-regular basis. He says, thank you for your kind note. Oh, this, is right, this, is, this is Fauci writing to Zuckerberg. I tried to call you, but I got a voicemail. FYI, my cell phone number is such and such. Your idea, post sounds terrific. I'd be happy to do a video for your hub. We need to reach as many people as possible, convince them to take mitigation strategies seriously, but things will get much, much worse. Also, your idea about such and such is very exciting. I'm copying my special assistant, Patty Conrad. Her office number is such and such. Please have people contact her and arrange for the video. I'm also copying the director of my communications and government relations group. She can put your people in contact with the best person would be the US government point of contact. Best regards, Tony. Uh, here you go. AG suit against Biden. Administration also includes the following people. Biden, Fauci, NIH, NIAID, DHS, uh, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, Cybersecurity Infrastructure Agency, CISA, Center for uh, CDC, uh, Nina, this Mary Poppins, Psycho, uh, Jen Psaki, and several more agents. This is from Gateway Pundit, actually. Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt posted this report on latest developments in the lawsuit, blah, blah, blah. Uh, hold on a second. There you go. Uh, and Louisiana Attorney General Jeff Landry served discovery requests on top Biden officials and served third-party subpoenas on social media giants, Twitter, Meta, YouTube, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Uh, discovery requests and subpoenas come as part of Missouri's and Louisiana's lawsuit against Biden, allegedly colluding with social media giants to censor suppressed freedom of speech. Uh, earlier this month, the federal court granted Missouri and Louisiana requests for expedited discovery and documents, and Missouri served those requests. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Here you go. Yeah, so I, list, yeah, I listed already the people that they're suing. Um, yeah, one, one set of discovery contains interrogatories and requests for documents from defendant Dr. Fauci and NIAID on certain items like identify all communications with any social media platform related to content and modulation and or misinformation. Identify all meetings with any social media platform related to content modulation and or misinformation. Identify all communications with Mark Zuckerberg from January 1st, 2020 to the present, including but not limited to those referenced in paragraphs 142 of complaint. Identify all communications, da 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 Great, ah, and that relate to Great Barrington Declaration. This is the doctors who, you know, uh, yeah, the original signers of the declaration, Jay Bhattacharya, Dr. Jay Bhattacharya, Dr. Martin Kuldorf, Aaron Kiriati, Sunetra Gupta, Scott Atlas, Alex Berenson, Dr. Peter Dajak, interesting, Dr. Xi Li, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, Eco Health Alliance, or anybody. You know, can I stop you for a second? This information doesn't. Can I stop you for a second? Uh-huh. Everything that you just read, mm-hmm. right? And I really tried hard to listen. Mm-hmm. I still don't know who's subpoenaing Smousey. Uh, the, the Louisiana and M- Missouri, uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, like attorney generals. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Now I feel better. Yes. <laughs> and I was just wondering, like, who is allowed to subpoena who, you know? Is, is anybody, am I allowed to subpoena uh, no, somebody? I mean, they went through a federal court. They went to a federal circuit court in that area. So a federal court through authorized a judge, subpoena. Yeah, through a judge who was like normal. <laughs> and they did it. I have another question. Where does this word subpoena come from? Subpoena? What the it, hell? It, it, it means, a... well, there's penal, I guess. There. 
Ever wonder? Yeah, I'll tell you. Uh, Latin, does it, it doesn't English, even sound like it belongs in the English English well, language. It's, yeah, it says late Middle English as a noun from Latin sub. Two, it's two different words. Under penalty. Ah. Uses uh -huh. dates from the mid 17th century. I I I actually should have guessed that sub pena under penalty. Here, a uh, word forming element meaning under, beneath, behind, from under, resulting from further division. Um. One second. I'm just reading this whole, and then penal, yeah. Yeah, pertaining to punishment by law. Mid 15th century from old French, penal, penal. I wonder if it's penal, it's not related. <laughs> See, it says, uh, directed from medieval Latin, penalis from Latin, pionalis, pertaining to punishment from punishment, Greek, blood money, fine, penalty, punishment from root quay to pay atone compensate worth honor esteem respect interesting yeah that's what that's what it is under penalty i have to go uh yes, because i got a daven i guess sure. it's all good but i did want to read something mm -hmm. however disclaimer i don't know i don't know the accuracy of it mm -hmm. okay and if it's not true, like, if it's not, like, accurate in terms of, like, facts, mm -hmm. but it's accurate in terms of truth. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but, you know, I guess we can, the folks at home could, could check to see if this is, if all this is correct. But it says here, this is a post on Getter. Yeah. Uh, somebody posted this, the silent majority. That's the name of the account. Yeah. And he actually has like a hair metal band hmm. icon. Yeah. So it says 56, 56 men signed the American Declaration of Independence. Mm -hmm. Five signers were captured by the British as traitors and tortured before they died. Mm -hmm. Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned. Two lost their sons serving in the Revolutionary Army. Another had two sons captured. Nine of the 56 fought and died from wounds or hardships of the Revolutionary War. They mm -hmm. signed and they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. Yeah. So that was, hmm. that was basically people, you know, put their money where their mouth is. Yeah. You know, that's, that's what it took, you know, like these, yeah. and the, and the people that we're talking about here were high level dudes, yeah. like rich guys, you know, guys who had government positions already, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, and they themselves had to pick up arms and, you know, so yeah. it's like, um, yeah. see, there so, you go. this is uh, from Eric Schmidt's own website. That's the only place it was reported there, and like some local Missouri dude. We 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 don't we don't have journalists anymore. I mean, it's obvious to anybody, but astounding. But you know, like once I mean, this is a lawsuit. So like, if somebody rules in the lawsuit, like, <laughs> does it you know, say when like this is like? If it, is no, they going, have thirty days to respond. Is it going? Oh yeah. So basically, it's gonna go on and on and on. You you know how these things go. Yeah, they're going to grant them appeals and delays and delays and delays. I, I was, I remember talking to Stuyvesant once at the, at the La Gorma event. We were talking about like what happens to, uh, we were asking about our, I was asking about a friend of ours, mutual friend that had like a lawsuit for like four or five years. 
and things just kept, you know, getting kicked down the road. And he's like, and then Savage is like, yep, it's about 75% of what I do every day. Just kicking it along. Because <laughs> he's a lawyer. Yeah. And I'm just kicking it along, kicking it, kicking it, kicking it along, kicking it along. <laughs> Kick it down the road. That's yeah. It. That's just like the That's a way of life. Yeah. The fact that you can do that yeah. uh, ruins everything. It yeah. ruins justice. Yeah. You can't have it now. Listen, man, how do you think I beat some of these like cell phone tickets? I just I just postponed the court dates. Fantastic. And one of them just got like removed. It's great. Yeah, man. Hmm. I was going to talk about UFO stuff, but not this time. Yeah, next time. It's not that interesting anyway. It was yeah, just a it was a it was a bill. It's called for the folks at home. I'll just say if you want to read. Uh, oh, calendar number hold on, authenticated U.S. government information. Calendar number four thirty eight, and the bill is is uh, it's marked uh, S dot forty five oh three to authorize appropriations for fiscal year twenty twenty three. Anyway, in that in that bill, okay, it talks about giving uh, immunity. Immunity, yeah, immunity to people who want to come forward and talk about UFO retrieval programs. <laughs> so I thought that was interesting. Can I simplify your life? Next episode is going to be 23. So 23 is uh, Michael Jordan, and Michael Jordan had a movie called Space Jam. So we can call it Space Jam. I, I can let, let me simplify it even further. We uh-huh. spoke about an actor who played in a movie called Real Genius, Val Kilmer. Yeah. Val Kilmer, I found out, I never saw, I never saw this, was recently he played a preacher who preached about UFOs yeah. at a roller disco. Mm-hmm. Okay, we can go for it from that angle as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Crazy. We don't have to get Kevin Bacon involved in this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, all right, man. Let's call it. It's been real. Yes, sir. And, uh, and I wish I, I wish like I could I could do the, the bobcat voice. That's like a superpower. <laughs> no, but it's it's not, it's sweeter than that, you know. <laughs> you can you can set you can feel the per you can feel his frustration in his yeah. right. He's just trying to get something out and he can't. Yeah. <laughs> and you know he's a good guy. Well, I, I, to... I, love, I love the part. He's just like on the bike, on the not bicycle, on the motorcycle. It's like he's like, does that thing have a battery? Nice bike. <laughs> ah. He rides away. Where's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> the battery? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes he tries to show his appreciation and his sensitivity. Yeah. yeah. He still <laughs> sounds like that. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Genius. Just Tainara. All right, sir. So.